Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of uh, Cantina Mekis podcast. It is Thursday, January 25, 2018. Glad to have you with us. My name is John Jagu, your host here at the Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, weekly chat about uh, the world of soccer uh, with the focus on Liga Mekis, but we uh, touch all topics here on the Liga on the Cantina Mekis podcast. So we've been happy that you guys are joining us now live on YouTube and also happy that you're listening to this uh, downloaded version from the podcast center, which you can do at iTunes and also at Google. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Cantina underscore Mekis, Cantina Mekis underscore pod. On Twitter, of course, like us on Facebook, and uh, if you can uh, subscribe to this YouTube page that you're listening to right now, you'll be notified as to when there is new content on the page. Well, we have a big show to get to tonight. Uh, we are waiting on our uh, our, our guests from uh, Pancho Army that are going to be giving us the, the lowdown as to what to what from Pancho Army next week in San Antonio as Mexico gets ready to play their first friendly of the year against Bosnia and Herzegovina. So they have to play two countries at once next week in San, in, uh, in San Antonio down at the Alamo Dome. And uh, we'll also be talking to uh, Daniel Forestine tonight. He's a friend of ours, uh, lives up in, in, uh, in Long Island, and he was uh, for uh, Metro Stars uh, and uh, the Red Bull team, Red Bull New York, in the New York area. And, of course, uh, he is our one of our contacts someone that we'd like to talk to when it comes to the matters of U.S. soccer. So he'll be joining us a little later this evening as well. Of course, we're going to talk about the big call of the big list today. Can't can't forget about the big list and get the pearl clutching out after we talk about that. And then we'll finish up with a little league of Mekis because we've had a results this week. There are some uh, fans that were certainly puffing their chest out. After this past weekend's games, uh, I know that uh, some fans more than others, it seems like, uh, they do always come out of the woodwork when their team wins. We'll talk about that here on the Cantina Makes Podcast. But before we do all that, we have to introduce our, our panel that, that joins us. And uh, right now I am being – it's not fair, frankly, that they're just uh, the, the, the the balance of, of cowies that we have on the show. It's uh, – it's teetered once once again to the California way. So there's there's two Cali's that are on right now. One in Escondido, Daniel Preciado joins us. Daniel, how are you? Doing good, John. Um, you sound a bit somber, man. Is this uh, because Pumas uh, landed themselves on L'Equipe's worst jerseys of, of, of the year? You know, that, time? that is frankly uh, – uh, well, it's French, you know, so, you know, they – I mean, including no, Leon's jersey, they're, they're, I can get it. I'm surprised that Santos didn't make it with their huge Soriano, but I think uh, going with the with changing the color scheme maybe maybe helped. But well, you know, it's funny because like last it. year some publication had you know thought that had the Pumas had the second best uniform, the best looking for uniform in, in the entire planet. So I'm assuming I mean, really, how much how one. much can Pumas? Well, yeah, of course not. I mean, I've, but that's what I'm saying is is, is that Pumas' uniform is always very nice. I mean, I mean, how much can you can you change the Pumas? You just you basically just changing, right? Or the shirt? That's all you can do with a Puma shirt. You know, if they, if they when they start messing with the actual Puma itself, you know, then we have problems. But uh, so I mean, to, to me, it's just it's just it's just a very classy 
it's just a very classy uniform. And they were they were doing homage to their to their uh, college football team. So if uh, if if France football whoever it is doesn't like it, Cyrus get me but the fair. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So good to have you on, Dan. I know you're one of the ones that are, that are that are puffing out their chests. Just a bit. Your Santos not only did they win over the weekend in, in the Liga, but then they, they they stomped all over Toluca in Copa Mekis. Dan, you've had a two win week. Your medium shirt proudly this week, Dan. Yep, I'm I'm greasing my belly to slit slide slide into that medium. Wear it proudly for a change because last season I was just getting like last shakes season. of the head. Season was the season for the double X, but you know, I mean, like I said, you know, the 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 stain, the of the Chepo has lifted. <laughs> the the ship has righted itself, um, and yeah, it looks like like uh, like they're 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 in a good position to make Ligia this season. You are, you are bringing it, Dan. You are bringing not only the the good Santos talk, but the the anti Chepo talk at the same. Yeah. I have to Good jump stuff. in there, John. Good I have stuff. to jump in there because... Joel Aceves joins us also from California. Joel, how are you, yes, sir? Yes, sir. He's, he's attacking my gallo right there, man. Uh, you know, uh, he I, does it to my gallo, too. You know, I, now that I think about it, <laughs> he gives Tuca all sorts of lip, too, Joel. So he he is... I'm subtly trolling you guys. He attacks gallos. is what he is. definitely team is doing way better, but... But um, and I'm sure Dan will agree. El, el zorro. <laughs> no, I'm sure Dan will agree on one of the things that was going bad with um, when Chepo was at the helm, Furch and even Dijanini, they were missing all type of goals. Eat sitters too, man. Which I think you know ended up affecting his stint. So you're blaming it on the players, Joel? No, not not fully, but they did. There was a couple games where they, they should have won, and, and the I would say Furch definitely. Won. I mean, we we didn't, we I think we we, we coined the, the the verb, you know, la la furcio. Yes, yes. So, so yeah, I I hear you on that on that aspect, man. The the, the dude is a mess, misses share of, of of goals for sure, especially last season, since he's been with the team, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not so quick to. I mean, they 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 were definitely a contributing factor, but. There's no denying the fact that that, that the the guy who has him playing right now, um, who's um, I'm, I'm slipping my mind right now. Um, yeah, that, that, that's that's the name. Uh, it's Robert um, Rivaldi or something like that. I, I, I don't know. Either way, he's he's had a team play infinitely better than 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 what Chepo had them doing. So. Um, I, I'm just giving you a hard time about Chepo. I'm just happy the team's playing. Roberto Siboldi. Roberto Siboldi is the. Is Siboldi. Oh, Was okay. that the goalkeeper, Robert Dante Siboldi? Yes. Yeah, yeah goalkeeper for uh, Uruguay. Or well, Uruguayan. Well, as as much as 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 our fans, our Santos fans appreciate the Santos talk, Dan. Yeah, yeah. And, let's move uh, on. Well, we will we'll, we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. We'll Sorry, guys. It. I know. I I just changed the 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 the, the listeners. To- Yes. And right, and, and, and we'll jump to the list in a second, but we can't jump to the list before first acknowledging the fact that. Primero que nada, hay que felicitar a Chivas porque ganaron bien. La neta, tonterías. 
Good win, Joel, in, 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 in Aguascalientes, in the, in the Caxa, with a nice crowd. Obviously, uh, Galido Chivarmanos were, were there in force to, uh, to, to provide moral support for, for Chivas, and they got a big win. Uh, a good goal from their, from their, uh, their, 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 uh, their fichaje flamante. Neros and Schneid and, and, and Lachofis looked good again. Uh, he's lost wits and, you know, and then of course he was rewarded by not being called up, which is about a second. Now I want to ask y'all both a question. Um, ask Joel a question first. We'll talk about you. And I'll, I'll, I'll throw in my Lachofis question, but, uh, Joel, you have, you, 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 uh, as 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 a as a Chivas fan and, and seeing the way that, that that they play the way that they're capable of playing you know, beating a, you know a, a decent Necaxa team. I don't know about decent. Could, could could there could there possibly could there possibly possibly be is that really like a like like a bit of light I'm seeing at the end of the tunnel or are my eyes playing tricks on me? Uh, I don't want I'm you know first Necaxa is one of the one of the worst teams in the season right now only one goal in three games I mean if there was a team to beat that one was it that's, that's, the season is two weeks old three three weeks John. whatever well three weeks after this game yeah but I mean it's not like it, but I mean if you can score a goal in how many minutes is that now well you know Cruz Azul has scored one has, you, know, uh, you know they got off the anyway <laughs> no, but, but, uh, but please continue please continue bad mouthing your Chivas Joel, honestly, if, if, if you, yeah, I don't know what you're saying. If, 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 if there was a country song that I would use to, to, to describe your relationship with Chivas, song, if if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. That is that is your country and Western anthem from your relationship with Chivas. I, I agree, it's only three, but but we're talking about short season here, so some so a lot of times this adds up, where you know. A slump could put you in, in in a very bad place. Uh, look at Chivas. We're already talking about crisis. So could we say crisis averted? You know, I think one of the real tests is going to be when they host Monterrey. I mean, you know, I think that's that's one of the games to see how well the team is doing. Well. But, but, you know, they did win, Hoyle. They did win, Hoyle. They did win. They did. I, I'm going to say some can, can stuff we... on... on uh, All right. I wasn't giving him right. too much credit. I was saying that he was going to have a, you know, his thoughts of making it are, are against him, giving his age and playing time. Uh, and then the first, the first two match days, he was sent to the under 20. So uh, supposedly he scored a brace. In uh, Inter Escuadras before the match, and Almeida, Almeida took him to the first team, and he scored on his debut. So that's that's a positive note. So I hope he proves me wrong, John. Hope he scores because he's he's a good talent. I, I just feel he he just he has lacked playing time. <coughs> okay, I was pretty excited All right. about it too. I got it. Obviously, yeah. That's, that's a partial, but product, right? So my my, my question for 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 Lacho, I know that Lachofi says you know that he's trying to get away from you know he's a, he's a now he's you know is a guy that uh, knows Lachofis anymore. His his name is Javier Eduardo 
name is Lalo, right? So um, like Ha, right? And then Lalo and then Lo for Zesty. It could be El Kalalolo. I like trophies, man, but we but they said that we can't call them that no more. Why is that? Now, is Joel... Joel, are you, are you terribly upset that he was left out? No. I, I don't... I don't just... I don't see him making the World Cup squad. Do you think he deserved a call up more so than some of the other guys from the team? Or... No, not really. Not really. He's been inconsistent, man. He's just beginning to to look good this season. He worked really hard. But this is something he should have done like a year ago. You know, th- th- this is like when uh, you wait till the last day to do your homework or to study for the midterm exam. Yeah, I, I do feel he he waited too long. But, but you never know, man, because injuries and whatnot. Well, the, the 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 internet was going on fire today with with the debates about him being left off and our favorite MLSers being kept on. Well, oh, wait, wait, here... wait! Uh, real quick, gentlemen, I pretty much knew those guys were going to get called up. Of course, they were going to get called up. Uh, but I'm going to tell you how I knew. No, but but let me see. This what I see. I'm going to tell you how I found out. So I I go into the um. Mi Selección MX Twitter account, the official FMF, and their banner was those three guys. This is before the list. I was like, ah, they must be, you know, patrocinios. Now, the list is for... That's coming up in San Antonio next Wednesday on the 31st of January. Play of the year. Uh, now, now, me... Personally, I think that the you know the, you know this the, you know this is a prep list, not a let's see what you know some guys can do. I was going to be picking uh, a players that have already been quote unquote part of the proceso. So uh, uh, I don't know necessarily. And you have to really just have a lights out lights out uh, kind of in the next couple of months to be considered for the next one. So uh, the, that uh, La Trophies was at that point. Uh, but uh, joining us now, uh, well, first of all, uh, Chiquis, thanks for uh, for hopping on. Uh, but also uh, joining us, uh, we have with us now, is this uh, Sergio or or Walito that joined us? I'm not sure. Uh, this is Sergio. What's up, guys? How are you? Sergio. Sergio Tristan joins us uh, from Pancho Villas Army. Sergio, how are you? This is John Jagu. Thanks uh, Thanks for hopping on. Sorry about the, the the reason we could get you on a little bit, but we do appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. No, no, no problem. I thought I thought I missed something, so so I didn't mean to bug you guys. I, I thought I missed something and couldn't Not find it. So I was freaking out, but it, it's all good. Well, I, bl- I blame my my technical my, my technical abilities uh, for for that. Uh, sometimes they go through, sometimes they don't. But we got glad you have have you on. Uh, now, Sergio Pancho Villa's army is uh, you're on your second decade, correct? Uh, you, 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 you didn't you start this in two thousand? Is two thousand eight when you started? No, no, we we started. Uh, well, the idea came around 2011 during that Gold Cup match, uh, Mexico U.S. When when Mexico stormed back and the the famous Giovanni goal, but uh, we actually launched launched it in 2013. Uh, literally, I was on the beach in Puerto Rico, and my wife said, uh, "You're crazy. What are you What are you thinking?" I'm like, "There's gonna be more people who want to hang out and go to Mexico soccer games with me." Um, and on January 1st was when I literally created a. a a Facebook page without really knowing how to do it. Um, and 
and here we are, right? Like five years later. And how many followers do you have on your Facebook page now? Um, we're getting close to 48,000 uh, on Facebook, um, about 7,800 or so in Twitter, and about 3,400 or so in uh, Instagram. All of these people are going to be at the big party in San Antonio, right? <laughs> yeah, no, not all 50,000 or so, but uh, not all 50. there should be quite a bit of people, man. You know, the, the fact that it's a weekday game uh, makes it a little bit hard for a lot of people to travel on a Monday or, 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 or I mean, well, on, on Tuesday or Wednesday, right. but uh, um, we expect a good crowd. Um, we I believe that there's got to be plenty of representation uh, but just from San Antonio, Austin, and, you know, South Texas alone to yeah, fill no, up a, a stadium and then and, and the restaurant the night before. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, like, the night before, um, from what I'm seeing, is about, you know, three to 400 people have said they want that they're interested or they're going to go. Um, to to the party the night before it's gonna be great. Um, and where's this bar, party gonna be? We found this bar called uh, El Luchador. Um, great great dude who, who runs it, and he's just been very awesome with us. He's gonna host a loteria night. Um, there's gonna be you know really cool prizes, including jerseys and giveaways and stuff like that. Um, and then just just a bunch of cool people hanging out having drinks, man. So it's gonna be at El Luchador. Is there what what? possibilities do you give there being a an actual lucha libre fight before midnight <laughs> i hope not man <laughs> unless someone someone in the crowd is going to do it but i hope not i hope it's just a good good time with good cool, cool people um i don't doubt people start putting masks on uh, i just hope they don't start throwing jumping off the bar <laughs> now now let me ask wait, wait, okay so you uh says you know i want you to be the first guy to grab a mask what what mask do you grab so you say that again what 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 mask? Whose mask would you grab if if the bartender? Okay, go ahead and grab a mask. Or which which? Oh man! Ever since I was a little kid, man, Octagon was my hero, man. Really? Yeah, I was a big Octagon fan, man. My my mom, I made her buy me the, the Octagon costume with the the ninja, the black and red ninja outfit and the mask. And I man, he was just like my all time favorite hero when I was a kid in Mexico. I, I bought so, his little plastic figurine, you know, that you buy in Mercadito. Right. Um, I was I was an Octagon fan, you know, since a kid. I was just he was he was the coolest. It's a, a a very interesting answer. You know, I'm 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 old school, and I will ask uh, the panel this question as well as we the uh, guy because uh, I'm probably a little younger or a little older than y'all. And uh, when I was a kid, you know, Santo would used to make movies, and image of, of the Santo that I kind of get out of out of my head is him sitting in first class on an airplane in a suit wearing a oh, yeah. Wearing his Santo mask and going to Bond movies in Santo, you know, they were fantastic, dude. Yeah, so, no, those, such, like you see a lot of those photos, and those were classics, dude. And then, uh, and then, how many, uh, how many folks are you expecting um, uh, to be sitting in, in your section there at the uh, at the Alamo? Yeah, our section um, looks to be about three hundred and like twenty, um, so you know, decent size for a weekday game. Um, so yeah, I mean, we think it'll be pretty cool. Uh, the only the only thing right now is that we're having a little bit of trouble with the stadium security regarding drums and stuff like that. Uh, but we've been there plenty of times, and we've always been allowed to have drums um, in, in the TIFO. Uh, but, you know, just every year it's something new. Every year it's a different person who's in charge, and so we just got to go through the process to make sure we get we get that stuff in. Uh, but we don't I'm, expect I'm any- well aware of, of, of dealing with the Alamo Dome. I have yeah. uh, I've done events there. It's, uh, it's uh, I understand that completely. 
And uh, but drums no drum, tifo no tifo, man. We're gonna see the the, the selección play, and it'll be a good time, and and, and hopefully they win. And uh, do you have a, do you all have a, I don't know you don't want to give it away, but do you have like, like any kind of special like TIFO surprise that you're going to unveil? So not, not, not for this game. Um, we are, we are working very, very hard for the Santa Clara game and for the Dallas game um, that, that's coming up in March. So those are the two games that are really going to focus on for, right. for our TIFO. Um, and, and I think you guys will be impressed. I think with this one, we're going to do, um, we're just trying to stop between one or the other. Um, our traditional, you know, green, white, red, uh, Mexico flag with Pancho Villa on, on the front, or our San Antonio come and take it, um, all red TIFO, um, which we both of those we've done in San Antonio before. Um, so right. we've been one of those two. But, but yeah, I think the, the new TIFO, because man, those things are hard to do. Um, the two new TIFOs will be displayed in March during the, the FIFA dates, is what we wanted to focus on. You got to sew together to make those things. Man, you don't know how many, uh, like, like our abuelas quit on us, dude. Like at the beginning, our abuelas were all about helping us. Now our abuelas won't help us sew anything. So now it's us. Is huelga de abuelita. I could just, mm-hmm. I could just see the little, they're probably like knitting the little black and red flag that they're going to hang on there. You know, make, make a little tea cozy of the, I, I know, man. Uh, of the black <laughs> and red flag. Black. Well, now I do, uh, I don't want to hog, uh, hog all the, uh, the, all the questions here. So I do want to open up, uh, I noticed that uh, Rigoberto Ayala joined us. Uh, Rigo, good, uh, good, uh, good evening. How are you, sir? How are you, sir? I'm, uh, do you, I, do you I rate any... in New York. No, 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 we'll talk I... about that. I know, I, know, I know you want to let off some steam. You know, now, before, before, you know, before we do Rigo, I, I do I just to make you feel a little better, if, if you don't mind, here. Sure. Here we go. All right. Sure. Uh, Rigo, do you have uh, any 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 questions for uh, for for Sergio? I, I now I'm at the moment. I don't. Um, anybody else? Any questions for our friend Sergio? Um, are you going to be going to Russia? Yes, I am definitely going to Russia. I am looking forward to hanging out. Uh, man, everybody who went to the Confederations Cup thought it was amazing. Like their their infrastructure is ready to go. Like everything looks really cool. I can't wait. How, well, how, how how are your flights? Have have you have you have you have you booked your flights? Um, I booked everything in one big package. Um, so I I don't really know, but I mean, I, I just booked everything together. And you guys sold packages as well, right? And, and right. have you have you have you have you sold your allotment? So so like like I didn't run. We didn't run a package per se. Like Pontevedra's army, you know, ran a package, but we got with FIFA um, and their official FIFA agent here in the U.S. And we said, hey, we just want to make sure tickets are together. Um, you know, we, that's my, cause everybody wants to, you know, fly on their own, on their own schedule. Sure. Everybody wants to, you know, stay in different hotels. Um, everybody has different opinions of what they want to do during the day. Um, and so we were trying to find a way to get only tickets. And that way, like our goal really is just to sit together. Um, and so FIFA said they would work with us. Uh, and the, and the retailer here said they work with us. And so what we did is we set aside, um, tickets for every Mexico game in the category one and said, okay, guys, we have two months um, to put the initial deposit. And then the final deposit will be due in December. And we worked directly with FIFA on that. Um, and then people just got their tickets and then everybody else kind of figured out their packages on their own right? Um, and, or their, their accommodations on their own. But, but yeah, we, we did it through FIFA officially through them. So we weren't dealing with any other third party vendor. We just said, all right, tickets only. That's all we want. That's, we want to make sure we get the best tickets possible. Um, and then everybody else can do everything else on their own. Um, one thing we, we are going to do 
uh, and we're in the final stages of probably announcing this. So I'll give you guys a quick heads up is, is a Casa Mexico. So we're going to, we're going to partner up with some, some really cool people, um, and p- make like a central focal point in Russia and Moscow where people can go, um, who are Mexico fans, um, whether or not you're Pancho Villa's army followers or whatever, just come, uh, Mexico fans. Um, there'll be food, there'll be activities, there'll be, um, you know, um, bands and entertainment and stuff like that. And information, more importantly, you know, how do I get to whatever town, you know, right. and, and, and a place like, for link up, who wants to travel? I got, a, I got a rental car, that kind of stuff. Exactly. Right. So, uh, we expect to, to make the major announcement, you know, with press and everything in the next, you know, couple of weeks or, or maybe the next month. Uh, but it'll be a cool focal point for people to kind of drift to and, and, and really find other Mexico fans and just keep the party going while we're in Russia. And have you, have you been boning up on your Russian? Can, can, can you please? Let everybody here on our panel on our podcast know how do you say in in Russian vodka. Uh, okay, or okay, well, so just vodka and, and, and then the hand signal, vodka and then the hand signal, and I think that that should get me to where I need to get. That uh, that, that that certainly will probably uh, I work for you. Uh, what, what are you are you planning any? Uh, Europe before heading over to Russia. I mean, are you are you going to follow the team uh, for the? Uh, so just, prep- just like you guys probably heard, um, you know, the England game was like really interesting to me, and I thought, man, I think if Mexico plays England in in London, that would be amazing. Um, and so I which they that. did prior to the uh, South Africa World Cup, which they actually did play. Uh, and right, 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 right. And, and so I thought I thought it was really going to happen, and then that kind of fell through. Um. The people who went to the the, feder- the conference, they kind of released that Denmark was going to be the final game in Europe, and that looks interesting. So I, I'm kind of looking and seeing if I can, if the wife will sign off on it, <laughs> go another week and a half early, and, and start my whole party a little bit earlier. Because uh, I, I, I mean, it won't just be. I mean, I guarantee you, they'll have more than just Denmark. Uh, they'll they'll find somebody else to play over there too. So you'll I think so. There's like a it, it's a week and a half gap, right? So that's what I was thinking too. But they haven't really announced any other dates. That, I mean, I, I didn't expect them to announce opponents, but I thought, yeah, and then we plan like you know two more games after that. They didn't really say that, did they? I, I, or unless I missed it. If if you can only go by what they've done in the past, and in the past, I mean, especially when they have opportunities to play in Europe. And then, like in South Africa, they've 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 scheduled some pretty. So I mean, it would be I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they if they schedule the Spain or a France uh, uh, to to play them before the uh, yeah tournament I, even starts. I, I figured there should be at least one more game between the second and the seventeenth, um, just because it probably want to be four days early um, to their opener with Germany, um, and then you probably want you know. Four days rest after Scotland, maybe another four days rest after the whatever friendly they put in the middle. Yeah, but Scotland they're playing at the Azteca, so that so that that's going to be way before. Oh, right, right. Any, Scotland's in Azteca, yeah. and then Denmark is on on the ninth, right? Right. And the yeah, tournament so doesn't start. June, be, they don't play till like June eighteenth. So yeah, so they're absolutely going to play one more game between then. Okay. No, yeah. Cool. No, I, I'll start my party early. It's not a big, not a, not a problem on my side. I think we should all start. We should all start our party. Early. We should all start our party early. This is Cantina Mekis podcast. After all, yeah. we should start our party. Are you, are you guys going to, to Russia? Uh, I, I I I am not. Uh, I have I have work this summer that uh, is precluding precluding me from uh, going to Russia. And I can't uh, speak for the exactly. rest of the panel. Uh, Arrigo, are you are you headed over to Russia? Sorry, I didn't mute. No, I'm not heading to Russia. No Russia for me. No, 
Niet. Niet for, for Rodrigo. Uh, Daniel, are you, uh, are you making plans to go to Russia? My, um, my subscription uh, to Pancho's VS Army, um, I guess, was received in time, so I, my, my, I'm, at, I'm shit out of luck. So no, Russia, I won't be going. No Russia for you, huh? No Russia for me, no. You'll have to have borscht at the house. Borscht at the house. Uh, Albert, know, there's something kind of cool about so. watching it in your underwear, though, you know? <laughs> Early when the games, what is it, like 3, 4 in the morning for some of those games? No, right? Well, and, and he lives in LA. The West Coasters are going to be uh, late at late morning, 9, 10 a.m., right? Yeah. It'll be well, perfect. I think one of them is one of them is like at six. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, at least six uh, Austin time here. If if anything, I might play hooky from work and then have a um, local uh, local friends come down um, from LA and San Diego, maybe hopefully to watch a little heavy little viewing party at home. Where are you? Not go? quite as far as Russia, but still. Okay. So you, anytime, anytime, drink vodka and eat more. Be a good time. Joel, are you are you are you headed to Russia? Joel, have you uh, have you been? Are you, are you going to gas up the Learjet and go? There's nothing on my piggy bank. I would okay. have liked to go, man. I American Express black card that you have, Hoyle, and just, uh, <laughs> you know. I kind of did want to mention, though, the fact that it, it, I do find it interesting um, that that Gold Cup match in Pasadena is becoming like Woodstock, where <laughs> everybody's gone to that match. It's 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 shot. It's crazy how many people I come across that went to that game. I was like, yep, I was there too, man. I think there's only like maybe 300 AO guys, and everybody. What was that? You broke up, man. Uh, yeah, we're losing you. We're losing. I think there's only like 300 um, AO guys, and then everybody else was a Mexico fan. Yeah, it was there with the crowd yeah, no, was definitely yeah, yeah. Uh, pro Mexico, and and, and it just uh, imagine the uh, you know the espejismo that we had back then after after that game as a Mexico fan thinking wow we just saw you know an, an unbelievable comeback with with the players that had to make big plays make the plays. I mean uh, I'm, I can't speak for the rest of the panel, but uh, I'm sure that uh, everybody was very starry eyed after that game for for many reasons, but. Uh, it, it, it definitely became one of those, you know, where were you moments, right? Like the day Mexico beat uh, the U.S. Uh, to go to Confederations. Where were you? And where did you watch the game? Yeah. I was on my couch in Austin. Is where yeah. I, was. <laughs> I was in the stadium for both games. This is Stewie. So, Sergio, just, just to wrap up here. So, so, so the, uh, where is the Luchador in, uh, in, in San Antonio? Oh, man. Um, I don't have the address on me real quick, but it, it's, it's no more than like a mile and a half, two miles from the stadium. Okay, uh, it's on it's on and, uh, Roosevelt Street. I think it's five fifteen Roosevelt Street, uh, about two miles from the stadium. Um, so if you're if you're coming into San Antonio to 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 watch the game and you're staying around the stadium, we're we're really close to there. Um, you know, obviously, if you just get on Uber and just type in El Luchador, it'll drop you off right in the front. Yeah, El Luchador is in uh, uh, not quite downtown, but uh, but but certainly close enough to it. Right and. Uh, it's uh, you're right. It's 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 not it's it's not that far from the uh, from the Alamo Dome, and it's actually it's, it's very close to one of my one of my favorite little little haunts in San Antonio, the Little Red Barn Steakhouse, which is uh, a topic for another day. Uh, and then and then, you have the, 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 then you have the section of, and and your section is, is sold out, so you got the whole the whole gang is going to be there. Uh, yeah, a lot of the gang is going to be there. Um, I'm still waiting for Rich to tell me if he's going to show up. He should call me here in the next couple of uh, 
couple of hours and let me know. He's uh, waiting for his boss to tell him yes. But everybody else should be there, man. Yeah, you have. And what can people do from the uh, from the bar to the stadium? Like last time? No, no, we're not doing it uh, this time. Just because, man, weekday games. A lot of people, especially the local people, um, don't want to take the day off um, to pre-party, and so they'll go to work, get off at five, you know, six, and then just go straight to the stadium. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, we talked to a lot of guys. We're like, yeah, dude, we, we just we rather just save our leave for, for the World Cup and for the other. You know, I will say though, uh, uh, Setco, the San Antonio, uh, you know, at least where the Alamo Dome is, is, is one of the most walkable. Uh, yeah, there are people cities where Mexico's walkable. played. Yeah, so you can you know meet someone downtown at five and then have a nice little you know nice little walk up towards the stadium. Yeah, and that's the plan. We're, we're going to link up at five. Uh, I mean, not nothing official. Just kind of all start hanging out at Market Street and have some drinks and just walk over. A nice little, a nice little procession. Alamo Dome. Uh, well, if, if, if no one, if, if you're not a member of Pancho Villa's army, said here, what, what, what can you do? Oh, man. How, how do you become a member? Just go to our website, panchojero.com, and and sign up. And uh, it's that, it's really that simple. That's it. That's, That's all you have to do. You know, I'm looking at your logo, Pancho Villa's army, and and I could, I, I swear, sometimes I think that the, that the, that the silhouette you use of Pancho Villa. Depending on how you look at it, what angle it is, sometimes it looks like Chicharito, and I'm not kidding. I, I, I think I see a little Chicharito in there. Oh, really? Chicharito with a with a with a, with a mustache, just just j- j- just a little bit, just a little. Yeah, bit. I'll I'll think about it. I just don't want him to sue us. You know that guy. That guy is very popular. Yes, uh, yes, he is, and he uh, hopefully will have a uh, a a solid run up to the. Uh, uh, which, which you guys will be in Russia, and then you said you have you have uh, you'll be announcing uh, Casa Mexico, uh, 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 kind of a, a meeting place for for Mexico fans uh, that have that have made the trip over to Russia. That is that is fantastic, Sergio. Thank you so much for for joining us uh, here on Cantina Mexico's podcast. We really do appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll see each other uh, next week uh, on Tuesday night at the El, El Luchador. Yes, swing by the take some pictures and hang out and have a drink, man. Thanks for having me. Sounds. Sounds great. Well, we really do appreciate it. Uh, join us here on the Cantina Mickey's podcast. Thank you very much, sir. And uh, we will uh, talk to you next week. All right. Take care. Give me, send me the link when it's up, and I'll, I'll retweet it and everything. Absolutely. We will do that. Thank you, Sergio. Bye. Thank you, guys. Later, man. Thanks. <clears throat> Sergio Tristan joining us uh, from Pancho Villa's Army. Uh, he lives here in Austin. Uh, he's going to be going down to San Diego. I'm very super easy jealous. A very easy game. Well, they're gonna. Uh, I well, you think that that they'll be they'll they'll be another California Dan before before they leave. American despedida and their Mexican despedida. No, I'm just jealous that um, that they're. But yeah, all right, there'll be other World Cups, I suppose. Well, uh, before I get Daniel on, uh, 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 Rigo, is there is there anything you wanted to say? <laughs> I'm just, I'm going through like seven stages of grief. <laughs> I was really irritated earlier today. Now I'm kind of just like, just tired, <laughs> and like I feel defeated as as a man. As a fan, um, but for, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just tired of this coach, and and, and fed up um, with with every time there's a call up, 
him calling up guys who don't deserve to get call ups. Okay, maybe that's maybe that's the wrong terminology. Maybe not not deserve, but guys who aren't at their best. Could, could you would oh. you put Alanis in that list, Rigo? Yes, I would put Alanis in that list. Oh. Uh, I would put guys like Chaka Rodriguez on that list. Um, Jurgen Dam, who's a, a, a yeah. likes to flee, likes to flee the law. Um, <laughs> and you know, guys from the MLS. And this isn't just about trophies, because I mean, he is he's having a, a, a really decent three week stint so far. But there's other guys. There's Baca from Cruz Azul. There's Luis Montes. There's um, the kid from from Toluca. I don't remember what his name is, but he's a striker. Dude, he scored and, one goal. But he, he but he, I mean, he's, he's but, playing well though. Well, that's, that's fine. That's fine. But the, the point is, is is it is it they're. I mean, again, they're going to be playing I mean, just crazy lights out for them to be considered. He's got he's got his guys, and he, and he's getting ready. You know how meticulous he is. But, but okay, so the, other, the, the other thing is, if you already know that you're going to take the MLS guys to the World Cup, then why don't you just bring a whole Liga MX team? Because he wants to see how they are. We know we'll, we'll, we'll are. talk about all that. We'll talk about all. I know that there's a lot of people that are very. <laughs> but, but, but we do uh, need to get to some other. Uh, some other topics uh, because we're uh, joining us is uh, a friend of ours from uh, Long Island joins us who uh, has his own uh, podcast that he's been doing for a long time, uh, Forest Against Fire, which is a uh, fantastic. Occasionally, he lets me he lets me come on the show, but we do uh, we do uh, appreciate having him on. Dan, how are you? I'm doing great, John. How are you doing? Video camera, Dan. If you want, if if you don't want people to, you know. Why? Uh, we, 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 this is more of an, I'm not oh, a luchador. You can keep I'm, it not, on too? I'm, I'm not a luchador. Eh? No. <laughs> you, you can keep your mask. You can keep your 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 camera on. We we, we prefer not to. But uh, if, <laughs> if if you want people to know what you look like, then that that's quite all right with us. It's fine with me. Well, look, uh, fame and fortune. There's nothing I can do about it. But anyway, no, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, Dan. Now I know Dan that you were you went down to Philadelphia last week to the coaches' convention and and, mm-hmm. and you went to a, to a couple of events. Uh, well, first of all, why is the coaches' convention so important in U.S. soccer? Uh, I think the coaches' convention is important for U.S. soccer because everyone uh, – and let me just say this. It's not just coaches from the United States, you know, the collegiate coaches, the high school coaches, uh, the professional coaches. It's also from around the world. I've seen uh, Bermuda – excuse me, <coughs> pardon me, uh, from Bermuda national team was there. Uh, the Haitian national team is there. Coaches, of course, from all around the world. Um, you, you have, you know, Celtic comes over and tries to get kids to come to, uh, excuse me, to Scotland to do the Celtic way. Or if you want to, uh, head over to, uh, Cary, North Carolina, North Carolina FC of the, uh, USL, they, there is just so many things there to do with, of course, uh, coaching methods. Um, you know, joining, uh, academies from within the United States, probably also Mexico. I would assume there would be some, uh, clubs from Mexico that does come to these conventions to, uh, share knowledge and uh, have 
discussions with coaches that they never probably talked to before and from different parts of the world. I mean, as you guys know, the Dallas Cup that happens over where FC Dallas plays, uh, the international tournament, of course, for the youth clubs like Club America, Club America. Um, also, yeah, I actually worked Dallas Cup last year. It was, uh, it's, 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 it is absolutely quite impressive. Yeah. Now it's also a big, it's also a big, so it's, so it's like the, like the, the one big, uh, big, 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 Join up for 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 a, a lot of the the important people in in, in the world of U.S. soccer, which Absolutely. is why they had a lot of breakout sessions where they had the the the, the some of the presidents. Uh, now, did you get a chance to see any 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 of the uh, candidates speak? I did see Eric Ronaldo speak, and let me just say this: I thought Eric Ronaldo. Um, I did miss a little bit of the beginning of it because I was just finishing up. Um, you know, I cover the New York Red Bulls for SB Nations once a Metro. So, uh, of course, they just like the NFL draft, the NBA draft. You got to get the, the the collegiate players that get drafted by the uh, Canadian American clubs in MLS. You got to get uh, the information and just finish up the article. But I did catch majority of Eric Ronaldo's, um time with Alexi Lalas from Fox Sports. And let me just tell you. Eric Winalda, uh, maybe in the past, maybe maybe in the past, um, you he could probably like you know go off the cuff, you know shoot his mouth off. But let me just say this about Eric Winalda for sure: he has passion for the game. That is without a doubt. Eric Winalda has passion for the game, and he really set the lines of how he wants to run U.S. soccer. After, of course. Uh, being eliminated from the World Cup this coming summer in Russia. And um, I- I've heard he- bits and pieces from other candidates. Uh, Kathy Carter has been more elusive than others. Um, I think Kyle Martino has done a good job with uh, where he wants to go if he wants to become president of the, United- of the U.S. Soccer Federation. Paul Point has already uh, rescinded his candidacy, so uh, he has stepped down from uh, the race. Um, hope solo. And let me just say this. It doesn't matter to me if it's a man or a woman running the Federation. I don't care, but I want to make sure that they have the knowledge and the ability to go out there to seek true change after what happened in Trinidad and Tobago this past October. What happened in Trinidad and Tobago this past October, Dan? Would you, would you mind refreshing our memory? Yes, I can. Um, they basically, Thought it was going to be a cakewalk. They, the, our players, the ones that did not care, uh, they thought they're going to just walk on that pitch, regardless how uh, flooded the corners were or the running track. And they thought they could just walk in there and, you know, treat the, the Soka Warriors like they were nothing, like uh, they were beneath them. And it is a real shame, a very, very, very real shame to see. Those players that are not Christian Pulisic, who, you know, he tried his best. He tried his best to get the team going. And even though he pulled one back early in the second half, the truth of the matter is this, is that Josie Altidore and Michael Bradley, and I believe those are the two players that all of a sudden uh, showed their arrogance for no reason whatsoever. There has been an arrogance with our players for no reason whatsoever, and they got what they deserved, to be honest. We so didn't the deserve- U.S. is a lot like Mexico in that sense that uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. they're not good enough to be that arrogant. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't want you to go off on it. I just, I was, you know. I wa- I why not, I, I was kind of goading you into, into that answer because, uh, you know, around <laughs> here, that game, 
source of a lot of uh, uh, well, we have a lot of fun with that game. We'll just... I know that's fine. Listen, look, you've got every right to have any have all the fun with that game. You guys go ahead, and I don't blame you. In fact, if you want to pass uh, anything uh, from the bar over my way, and we'll have a couple of shots together, you guys go ahead and have as much fun as you want. Because the truth is, they disgraced themselves, and that is a shame. Wow. Wow. Well, Daniel, back to the. Uh, I don't want you to go off on, on this crazy, but we know we want you to uh, uh, back, back to the uh, back, back to the U.S. presidency. So yes. Now, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but but it's nice that the, that that the uh, that the able to you, you said some more than others have a presence at this at this event, and they've been some more than others have uh, you know have been uh, you know going on. Media tours, etc. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, 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 is that uh, the, the, the the voting public doesn't necessarily, or like, like, I mean, the the, the folks that vote is is a very small group. Is that correct? Yes. Um. I mean, basically, uh, the the you know the leagues have a vote. The USL has a vote. MLS has a vote. Uh, depending on what happens with the North American Soccer League, I know that. There's been a lot of turmoil going on right now with the NASL. They've already lost a good chunk of teams that went to the USL or just decided not to uh, play anymore. Um, I think the only teams left in the NASL right now is Miami FC, uh, Jacksonville Armada, the New York Cosmos, I believe also Puerto Rico FC. There's still some some turmoil about the two expansion sides that are from uh, California, one in Orange County, the other one in San Diego. We don't know what those two sides are going to be with. Maybe USL. We'll, we'll have to find out and wait and see. But, um, you know, even the amateur leagues get a vote, like PDL, uh, the NPSL, the state soccer associations all over the United States, all, in all 50 states, they get a vote as well. I think now I believe I saw something where – uh, the fans will finally get a vote on who should be a U.S. soccer president. I think. Well, you would have uh, to be a member, right? I mean, it would, I mean, like, yeah. I can't, I can't vote on. No, 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 no. I think you have to be a part of that uh, that special fan, um, you know, like a supporter section group, you know, like whatever uh, supporter sections are for your respective uh, Liga Mackey's clubs. Uh, they get a vote. So whoever is like the. Right, well, well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. So the, the candidates uh, again, whether who, wh- wh- which candidate do you think? And I, I hate to be very punditry here, but wh- who do you think won the convention? You know, the truth. I feel like um, I, I truly believe Eric Winaldo won the convention. To be honest, I, I think he has an idea. He has a plan. I believe he's got more of a plan than. Uh, a couple of others. I, I think Kyle Martino would be a close second right now because he also has a good plan uh, as well. I mean, it's almost as, as similar with Winalda, but there's a little bit of a difference. I think Eric Winalda right. is trying to become more, you know, more towards the international calendar. Uh, he's trying to, of course, you know, in Long Island right now, we got in La, in La Liga clubs, Valencia uh, has an academy on the campus of CW Post in Long Island. Right. And I know the director, uh, Mario Cisfantos, he's a former assistant district attorney of Queens, New York, and now he's running uh, the uh, Valencia Academy in uh, over in Long Island, Barcelona. That, that, that almost sounds, Daniel, like 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 you're pitching us a sitcom, you know? Or, oh no, 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 was, no! He was the DA in the toughest district in New York. <laughs> now he's uh, yeah, you don't want to mess with Mario. 
not. I'm sure not. I'm sure. Yeah, no, I'm joking. He's nice. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> so, so you, so on all the, so my, 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 my next question then is who do you want to win? And then who, who do you think will win? Yeah. See, I think in my opinion, I think Ronaldo's going to win, but the truth of the matter is, is that it just, it, you know, it just sounds like he might not, and not because he hasn't run a good campaign. It's just that there are, I wouldn't say forces, but faction. A faction which would be obviously some are saying, and I'm only reading what is going on from what I'm hearing like through Twitter, social media, and some of the chatter going on through the convention from some people, that Kathy Carter might get it because, you know, she is the, uh, the she is basically handpicked by Sunil Gulati and of course Commissioner Don Garber because she runs the uh the marketing arm of Major League Soccer with Soccer United Marketing. Right. So it, it just to me it sounds like she might win it. Not because who knows if she is the best candidate or not. She might be. But it sounds like because some people believe that because she was picked by both Sunil Gulati, the outgoing US soccer president, and Commissioner Don Garber, that she might get the job. So we'll see what happens. Personally, and I'm not saying I'm, you know, look, male, female, man, woman, it doesn't matter. Whoever is best suited for the job should win it. Right. And I, I, and I personally, my opinion, Eric Winaldo should win it because I think he has a better game plan of what he wants to do with, uh, you know, with the program and with the federation going forward, including, you know, putting MLS and all the other leagues into the international calendar because I think that's the one thing that's still hurting, not just hurting us that we're not in the international calendar with all the leagues that are going on right now, even though NSL just said they are officially a part of the international calendar. But, you know, I feel like if we got, we you know, this, it will always be a war in the United States about how the game should be and how it should be played and, and when it should be played. The truth of the matter is this. And, you know, MLS needs, uh, they need a two season season like they have in a, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, you know, that's what we're all saying. I think we're all saying that, or what I've heard from many is that, listen, we need to start in August, uh, you know, and, you know, stop the first half of the, you know, the, the first season, like around December, take like maybe a two month, maybe like a, like a four week or like a two month break or something between January and February. And then like end of February, beginning of March, yeah. restart the season because, you know, you're not going to play a league match in 30 degree weather. Uh, at Red Bull Arena because, you know, it's way too cold. Forget about Canada. Yeah, I think you guys would probably become popsicles if you get to Canada around January because that's even worse. You know, I mean, Montreal, you know, you're going to have to try and play inside the, the, the dome stadiums, like in Montreal, the Olympic Stadium, Rogers Center with the Toronto Blue Jays play. Uh, of course, Vancouver's always indoors uh, with their Canadian Football League stadium that they share with the BC Lions. So I, I think that... Which is a fantastic stadium, by the way, and a fantastic city. I yeah. I was so upset that, that Canada didn't make the hex so we could go back to Vancouver. I Instead, know. I mean... You know, nothing against Honduras, but I mean, uh, Vancouver is just a, a little nicer than, than going down to San Pedro Sula. Of course. Again, I'm not knocking San Pedro Sula, but I just, you know, Vancouver is just a little nicer. No, absolutely. That, that's I, I, don't, I agree with you. I mean, look at that. That stadium's nice. I mean, it doesn't get it's that awesome. cold in Vancouver even in the winter months. It's amazing. I mean, it gets cold, but it's not like it gets like, you know, below you know, 32 or 31. I mean, it's cold, but it's not right. freezing cold. I mean, that's just amazing that Vancouver doesn't get have that weather problem. Yeah, I know, John. You want to go back so yes. bad. I don't blame you, though. 
no, it's, it, like was, it, it was it was it was it was a very nice uh, it, it was it was a very nice. So so you think you think uh, it's probably going to be Kathy Carter, but uh, but but you, default, you would yes. prefer. Mm-hmm. I would prefer. Uh, I I I have to, I have to agree with you. I think that uh, that that Kathy Carter probably will be the next uh, USSF president. And 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 uh, we were talking about this uh, earlier uh, before we went on the podcast that uh, I asked a couple of guys, you know, who, that who, that that were, you know, kind of winning the PR on this thing too. Quote, yeah, I mean, quote, hit piece written about him on the New York Times. He's like, "Hey, man, you guys, if you need to know about me, then you need to know about me because this is what I'm running for." It's like, you know, it's all out there. You don't want to have it all out there. So, and he's trying to be as yeah. transparent as possible. I mean, that's the great thing about Eric Winalda right yeah. now is that, you know, he's being as transparent as possible. Okay, you know, you know, who's backing you? Who's your donors? Okay, here, okay, here's this guy. Here's that guy. No, that guy's not my donor. But you know, I think he said Carlos Silva, who owns Miami FC in the NASL. He's one of his, uh, you know, people that's funding his candidacy to become U.S. soccer president. I, I mean, he wants equal pay for the men's players and the women's players. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, we can't have a politician. Of course, we can have a politician or someone that's, you know, in the political savvy that runs it. But if we want someone that has been through the wars and through the trenches, you know, on the pitch, going in an attack for a goal, coming back to defend – I'm not saying Kathy Carr doesn't do that, but you know what? If Eric Winalda is saying the right things, I think he is. I think he would be a very good candidate because he shows that he does care about the game in the United States because, you know, I, I think we've lost our way. And well, I'll, I'll tell you we've what's going to happen. Way big time. USSF, the USSF is kind of in a crossroads here, and I'll, I'll throw this question out to the panel. Uh, if they if they if they pick Kathy Carter, which they will, but I still think that she is uh, the you know certainly the uh, the favorite. Mm-hmm. Then the USSF is going to show that they're more that they're more that they care more about making money. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a player like Ronaldo and or maybe a Martino who 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 understand that that the only way to get better is they have to grow the game, you know, as organically as possible. You know, they have to plant seeds. Exactly. Uh, you know, if they care more about the game, then they'll pick one of those. So mm-hmm. that'll that, that that you'll know where USSF are. You got that's like I can't say I have to say three S's in a row. Be, 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 be. Soccer Federation. That's uh, right. Um, right at the end of this election. That's right, and you're right, John, because that's the thing here. We're not saying that we can't make money, but the point is, is that if we want to win a World Cup, if the United States. If we are the first CONCACAF nation to win a World Cup, I have to throw that out there, gentlemen. I apologize. But if we are the first, if we are going to be the first nation out of CONCACAF that's not from UEFA or CONMEBOL to win a World Cup, and if Mexico does it first, of course, my hat's off to Mexico. But the thing is, is this if the U.S. Soccer Federation wants to be the first nation out of CONCACAF to win the World Cup one day, then, you know, we're, we can't go back to where we've been going since the league got started. And we are, are at a crossroads. We have to go organically. We have to change things up because there's a lot of issues right now that's on the table. And what and what most of the people the USSF wants to do is remain as is. If that happens, uh, you know, barely qualifying for a World Cup or barely getting out of the group stage if we do qualify for a World Cup is not enough. Right. 
uh, Eric Winalda uh, played, uh, he actually played in Liga Mekis for, for, for a spell. I know he played for Leon. And uh, Landon Donovan is uh, is now playing for Leon. He he had his initiation. <laughs> Joel, did, you see, did you see his initiation this week, Joel? Landon Donovan? Yes. I saw it. That was cool. Did you see that? Joel Aceves joins us again. I see what? His initiation? Initi- his, his initiation at Leon. He had to he had to run through the line and oh no, I, get I did not see that. No, I I just yes. saw the one. It looked like a Photoshop with some some guy with like a fro standing behind him. Right. And it looked like he had like a ponytail. Yeah. But that, so that, what was this? Uh, what was this initiation? Uh, just a oh, he just had to. They just ran through. I think he got you know like like smacked in the back. You know, real real harsh. Okay. It was like Kevin Bacon in in uh, in. I, I didn't know teams uh, do that. Is that like well? They had the cameras on. So, so maybe, a... maybe, maybe maybe they just did it for the cameras. All right. Yeah, but I've seen them do it for like birthdays and stuff too. You know, just like a weird little. <laughs> A weird little thing. Uh, no, Hoyle, have you been following the the, the USSF uh, presidency? Do, do you do 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 you feel they're going to go business or sport? I I don't know. I haven't been too closely. I just, but I feel that they're not as bad as I. A lot of the stuff I see on social media where they make it seem that that the US is doing or not doing as good as they should. I feel they were a bit unfortunate with, with the whole missing out of the World Cup, you know. Uh, but I, I think they've done pretty good just just to be able to be on the top twenty in the the short amount of time that they did it from like ninety, what's it, uh, Italy ninety uh, yep. up until now. It's it's mm-hmm. you know I don't I don't think we give it a lot of credit, especially because because you know we say oh it's from Concacaf, you know. But there's not that many teams that are consistently rated top twenty. Exactly. Especially for especially for that long, you know, as long as it's been since ninety up until recently where they, they failed and, and <clears throat> it, it happens, you know. I mean with Mexico we came very close last last uh, qualifiers, but you you see big teams also miss. You had Italy just recently. Um so I think it was unfortunate the whole thing with the qualifiers. Even the last game, those two goals, man, I, the old I, goals, and then the, the one long shot. It, it, you yeah, know, then they had a, there was a phantom goal in in, in Panama, and, uh, and yeah, and that's the goal crazy. That, uh, yeah, that was that was it, crazy. I, I mean, saying though, Joel, saying it's just bad luck though. I think it's it's taking it a little bit easy because. Yes, that, that in that game, a lot of things went wrong. Every possible scenario, that not only in that game, but in all the other games, all worked yeah, out agree. against the U.S. <laughs> exactly. But, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but, keep on going. But but they got themselves into that position. Exactly. Started no, you're absolutely right. Bad when they lost to Mexico, losing mm-hmm. to, to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Those two, but ultimately, so I think to say no, it's just bad luck, I mean, you're... you're well, bad luck in the sense... Covering looking, up a lot of the... No, no, but but I'm saying like look at Mexico. I mean, we were very similar. We were we lost at Costa Rica, and then the U.S. beats Panama with yep. two goals in the last minute. I mean, I was lucky for for Mexico, and and unfortunately, the U.S. missed that luck. 
Well, well, let me say this about what happened last cycle and this, and this, in this, in this current cycle, even though we're going to the, we're going to have the World Cup this summer. See, the difference is, and then maybe John will agree with me. I don't know if any of you will, but let me just say this. You had an, Mexico had an issue with the head coach, with, uh, with Chepo de la Torre, right? John? I mean, they, yes. the players had an issue with the coach. And then when it was too late for the FMF to sack him before going to Columbus, in the last cycle, you know, you guys got lucky because, you know, you lost to Costa Rica. If we did not beat Panama or, you know, first we drew Panama late. If it wasn't for the goal by Graham Zuzzi to tie it, you know, to put you guys into the international playoff in the last cycle, you would be in the same position we are right now. Right now, this this current cycle of the United States, and I agree that they we they put themselves in this position. They put themselves in this position because when it was under Klinsman, okay, they just did not want to listen to him anymore. They were done. They were already, you know, blinders, you know, they put the plugs in their ears, wherever it is. When they got trounced in San Jose, Costa Rica, that's when the change had to happen. Bruce Arena comes back and then all of a sudden they made up all the gold differential Against the against Honduras over in Avaya in San Jose. I mean, you had a hat trick from Clint Dempsey. Um, you you had Legit who scored. You had Bradley who scored. Pulisic who scored, and then you had the draw down in Panama one one. You got two nil over Trinidad and Tobago, and then of course one one at the Azteca. But when they came to Red Bull Arena in Harrison, New Jersey, when they came to Red Bull Arena, yeah, it was a fifty fifty crowd. Yes. Half the crowd was for Costa Rica over but, at Red Bull Arena. But, 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 the, but what I'm saying is – no, no, no. But I, 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 well, I'm agreeing with you guys. But I'm agreeing with you guys. They, they switched off. It is their fault that they used the uh, they used Red Bull Arena as an excuse for the way they lost because oh, we shouldn't have had to qualify at Red Bull Arena because it was half – it was more Costa Ricans. No, they didn't do anything until Costa Rica scored the first goal. Well, you know what? I've seen Mexico switch off. I feel we've been lucky. We were lucky a few times, and then yeah. seeing some of the other teams uh, just crash. There was a qualifier when Aguirre had to come in to rescue us. Oh, I know and that. I remember, yeah. And, and Honduras. But, but, but Honduras you for lose, well, Yeah, Honduras but I think this goes back to the home. other point, though. Wait. <laughs> where, where they're going to choose a new president, and, yeah, okay, you know, flip of a coin, Mexico got in, and the U.S. did, and, you know, kind of like just – randomness kind of like both of them had horrible qualifying campaigns and, 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 you know, circumstantially one of them got in, one of them did. Okay, fine. But I think the the difference is, is that the U S has an opportunity to at least learn from this. Uh, exactly. Positive. They so have Mexico to. has an excuse not to change anything because they got in and ultimately pretty decent. They, 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 they showed a, they, I think they, <sighs> They had a pretty decent World Cup, I think, by most people's standards. So to, in their minds, you know, the, the money's still rolling in, and the World Cups are still coming. So, yes, that right. was a close call, but we don't need to reinvent the wheel. See, to, to be honest, to be honest, and I agree with key you. issues yeah. and growth. To be honest, Sorry, th- this, this might have been the best thing that happened to the U.S. It's not oh, it definitely for the world. I mean, and, and to be honest, Mexico shouldn't have, shouldn't have qualified in 2014 because we needed that. We needed to not qualify 
because we like like Dan said, we haven't You're reinvented crazy. the wheel. <laughs> no, we, we, we Mexico needs it. Mexico needs it. Hell no, Mexico never learns, Mexico. man. They still haven't learned. Yeah, Mexico not, doesn't I, learn I mean, because, because in Mexico, think, no, the objectives are met because they care more about the money than they care about the advancement of the team. Yeah, I don't see anything I mean, changing for the U.S. If they hadn't made it, if they hadn't made it in fourteen, then things might have changed. I mean, Uh-oh. Mexico missed seventy four. Rigo, I agree with Rigo because that's the truth. Because if if it wasn't for listen, if if Panama was beaten the United States in that final game in the in the hexagonal, you guys would would not have made it to Brazil at all. And well, not only that, but we don't, I mean, just we don't, when it comes to luck, I mean, there were there were three different things had to happen for the U.S. to lose, and all three of those things happened. So exactly. The, the, the luck was totally exactly. different. Including a phantom goal. We'll call it the phantom menace goal. I think it's an exaggeration, though, that ever since the U.S. Uh, you know, failed for the World Cup, there's been all this talk about slipping through the cracks, all this talk about corruption, um, not, not getting the, the Hispanic players or the, the non-wealthy players, whatever you want to call them. And it's just over and over. And, it, and I think it's just because there, there's so much, uh, people up, so many people upset over li- or not going to the World Cup. Happened. I don't think there's nothing gonna, there's, you know, it's, it's good. It would have happened for Mexico if they would have lost. There would have been some good motivation for change. And now that, now U.S. is going through this, but I don't see, I mean, they're going to do a lot of change and a lot of change from up top. But I think what the, what failed the U.S. is their talent. They had a they had a dip in talent. Exactly. And and, and I'm not disagreeing with you at all, Albert. I'm not disagreeing with you at all because it's the talent, and it's not so much it's just the talent. It's the veteran talent that got too arrogant for no reason whatsoever. You know, something has happened with Josie Altidorf. Why I don't know, but something's changed within him, and I don't know what it was. Michael Bradley, the same thing. You know, the mentality, and this is how I view it for myself. And I only talk about you know what I want to see how. The American players are. If you do not, if you have, I mean, if you have the quality, that's fine, but you need to have the mentality to go out there and to perform at the best of your abilities to go out there and just, you know, score as many goals as possible if you can. But you have to have your head screwed on right. And somewhere, somehow down the line, I don't know what happened. I don't know when it started to happen, but some stupid reason that our players, and our veteran players, they got too arrogant, they got too big for their own britches, and they just found a way to slip. You know, it's over with. It's done well, with. We're not going to the World too. Cup. They're, and they're that's older. Hmm? The MC is getting older. They lost Donovan. All their all their top players I know. Were, were, were on their downhill. They're downhill as far as age. I, and the younger yeah. players weren't coming up. So it was, it was just a dip in, in overall talent. And, and I agree with you with that as well. And I agree with you that as well. do it after, after this after this golden generation is over, I think the next cycle is going to be pretty hard for Chucky and the rest of his, you know, and the rest of the guys that are younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, after Gio dos Santos and all those and and Chicharito are done, mm-hmm. so so I think in Concacaf there's teams that you know that they're up and then they're down, they're up and then they're down. But I think um, the U.S. has to work on you know finding developing the talent, developing talent too, or even developing or whatever they do. But I think it's going to be hard. There's not going to be a level of talent in the U.S. and I've said it before on here, and I don't know if you'll you'll probably disagree with me, Daniel, but um, NFL and other sports just dominate the U.S. too much. Soccer. Oh no, I, I, I absolutely no, I agree with you with that as well. The NFL does dominate what's going on. Major League Baseball is now dominant, even though they're saying that um, soccer, football is getting better. 
They're saying very soon it's going to become the third best sport in this country, which I do agree with. But, you know, we still need to develop these players. And these players need to come and they need to be welcomed. And they need to feel like, okay, you know, you can do something here. I mean, look right now. Weston McKinney right now playing for Schalke in the Bundesliga. Josh Sargent is, I think, with Wetter Bremen, I believe, in the Bundesliga as well. And we know Pulisic is with Borussia Dortmund um, in the in the Bundesliga as well. And I'm not saying we got to send our kids to Germany to the all the time. But the point is, is that, you know, and we have Tim, and George Weah's son, Timmy, is also an American player. And he's over at Paris Saint-Germain at PSG. And, of course, we've got um, a couple of other young players in England. But the truth of the matter is, is that, we got to get these kids that are the next generation if we do have a next generation. And I like to think that these are the kids that are going to get that opportunity and hopefully qualify for the Olympics. We've missed two straight Olympics, the United States, or maybe even it's, it could be three or it's even four. I've lost count, but we've missed qualifying for the Olympics. And we got to do a better job in finding these players that, you know, not just qualifying for the Olympics, but to see where the next crop is coming from so that we can qualify for a World Cup and hopefully go forward. And I'm not disagreeing with anybody here. Your assessment is correct. Where is the next level coming? And where are we going to find the players? And it's not just, you know, the rich suburbs, uh, you know, like for me, being from New York, it's not Westchester County, Rockland County. That's north and a little bit northwest of New York City. Those are the rich areas. Long Island is also a rich area. If you go far enough towards the eastern end of Long Island. If is that you, where you live? Rico? No. I live, oh. I live in Long Island. <laughs> oh, you live in Long Island? Yeah, where both Long yeah. Island? I'm, I'm from where? Brentwood. Oh, okay. Okay. Which has, uh, one of the best, which has one of the best soccer programs mm-hmm. in, in the state. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think I – I mean, I don't know how many of those players are, are looked at, but – Right. See, that's the Brentwood, issue. Brentwood's had one of the best soccer programs in, in New York State for a long time. Yeah. There's just no money in, in scouting soccer players. I mean, that's, 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 just, the, that's just the reality. Yeah. That, it's just true. That's very true. And I think that for U.S. soccer, what they need to do is they need to send – they need to hire someone from each state association. I mean, there's two there's, – in New York, there's two state associations. you got Eastern New York SSA and Western New York Soccer Association – to look at because New York is one of the bigger states in the country, like California and like Texas. Those are the three biggest uh, states in the country. But I think what they need to do is they need to hire one person from each state soccer association so they can scout for the national team. You know what, Dan? A long mm -hmm. time ago, uh, Bielsa went into Mexico and he did something very similar where he set up scouts like that from each region and he unearthed a lot of gems basically the bulk of the national team all came from from Marcelo Bielsa doing setting up something very similar then we threw it away but I'm sorry God <laughs> okay no but I mean <laughs> I mean the same thing I mean look what's going on in the, I mean I, I mean there's a there's a power struggle going on within U.S. Soccer Federation as well I mean Hugo Perez who was you know uh, a great player back in his day, and and he was leading a couple of kids um, in a group. And I'm trying to remember the story because um, someone told me the story. I believe when I was, ha- I think it might have been um, 
maybe Andrea Canals, I was talking to her on my show on this past Monday. I had a bunch of people on my show Monday talking about the whole Jonathan Gonzalez situation, which I'm very disgusted with because I don't care what anyone says at U.S. Soccer Federation. If you <laughs> failed to make this player – you know, to feel like you know you want him to be a part of the program, then you should have done everything to bring him over. Good for Mexico, good for the FMF for treating Jonathan Gonzalez like he he is something special to them. Good on them to bring him over to be playing for Mexico because what they did to him was criminal, terrible, no nothing, and you know it, it's just it's just disheartening to see that because you know what are you looking for? Like we've already said, are you looking for the next great player? That's going to start from their youth all the way to the senior side, to the to the senior men's team. Or are you just looking for the contract? Exactly. That's the problem, and that is the that is the most single problem right now. You know what are we trying to do here? You'll always have the money coming in, but if you develop the talent, that's going to be the next generation. Because the big question is this: Who's coming after Tim Howard? Who's coming after Landon Donovan? Uh, Clint Dempsey, Michael Bradley, because right now the only one that's coming at the moment who's here, I'll say right now, Christian Pulisic, um, DeAndre Yedlin, you know, is going to come back. Um, that's it. Unless these kids just, that did just, well in the youth tournament are going to come over. You touched a, a vein that runs deep on this show about how to about how to how to make the money. It's it, it's the players first. That's right. Yeah. So that's right. Hey, Dan. Uh, before we let you go, I do want to ask you uh, one, one last question. How do yes. you think Mexico will do in the World Cup? What is what is your what is your honest assessment? Um, what's their group again? I keep forgetting. Well, then again, they, I, they, I, they, they open up against Germany. Yeah. Okay. That okay. You're so dead. Korea. <laughs> And Korea. Korea, that might be a draw. That's a win. I think you'll get second place. And then they play Brazil. And then it depends on, uh, yeah, I think you're going (laughs) to crash and burn in the round of 16. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Hey, that's, I I don't think that uh, anybody here has said anything different other than Ronnie, who said that Mexico was going to make. Make the, it was me. Guys. No, it was it was Ronnie who said Mexico was going to make the semifinals. <laughs> and the that people, was also oh, said three and out. Did say three and out. I said we don't that need that was our immediate gut gut reaction though. We haven't had a yeah. time to we haven't had a chance to redo our, our picks. I said, I said right. Mexico doesn't qualify out of the crew. Well, make sure that you guys reassess all your picks and you go to Professor Jagu and uh, he'll count it uh, off. Don't go to Professor Jagu. Don't go to Professor <laughs> I'll, I'll, just, I'll just keep track of it. Hey, Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Daniel Forstein joining us here in the Cantina Makes Podcast. And Dan, what is your show again that people should uh, download? Once again, Steens Fire at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Steens Fire. F is in Frank, E U E R, S is in Sam, T E I N, S, no apostrophe, F I R E. And uh, I write for uh, Once a Metro covering the New York Red Bulls for SB Nation. And uh, can't wait for the uh, Champions League now. And uh, I know we got a big uh, – Red Bulls have a big test over Olympia. I know you got some pretty good matchups. I think uh, – where's my sheet? Here it is. I got my CONCACAF yeah, draw yeah, the, sheet. The big one is, uh, yeah. is uh, uh, America playing Saprisa. Oh, uh, absolutely. And don't forget also Tigres against Herdiano. That's going to be a damn good matchup, obviously. Yeah. I know – what is it? Uh, Gua- Chivas is going to destroy the Dominican Republic Club Cibao. I wouldn't be so sure about that. I think oh, it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a very close game. Seriously, come on. <laughs> You're telling me that's going to be a close game? You can't you can't be be I think the Chivas will pass, but I think that it'll be uh, – they're not going to be – They'll probably go to PKs. Oh, you guys are disappointing them so badly. <laughs> you have to understand that the self-loathing among Chivas fans is very strong on this show. It's infected <laughs> Riga. It's the Dominican Republic. It's the Dominican Republic.
Listen, I have a lot of Domin- I have a lot of Dominican friends, all right? They, they enjoy soccer. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Dan, man. Thanks, we really John. appreciate it. All right. I'll talk to you next time, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Dan. Take it easy. Right. Bye-bye. Take it easy. Bye-bye. John. What would cut me interesting, and it's something Thomas Rangan talked about, how they, I think the Yolas only had like one scout yeah. for their whole right. program. Once, imagine that. And and the, I do remember when Bielsa set up the scouting, he, he did the same thing he had done at New World's Old Boys, where they, they just mapped out the whole country, and they said, okay, who's going to cover what region? And, you know. I mean, what, what player has uh, recently uh, has come out of New World's Old Boys? Well, I mean, there's there is there is a there is a Messi, a certain Messi, but I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that, I, that's I, good enough. That's, that's good enough. No, but but I I think this is something that could relate to the U.S. because with Atlas they ended up finding Borghetti in Sinaloa, which is a baseball country, right? Baseball state, you know. Right. Sinaloa is they're more into baseball, and Borghetti is one of the all-time great. Chicharito just beat him in it for all-time goal scorer in the national team. And, yeah, Chicharito and this, didn't have any problems getting scouted. But but Chicharro, I mean Chicharro, to forget this credit, he's played more moleros, you know, the Borg. So. I understand, but uh, I mean, obviously in Mexico, we've talked about this also. Is that the the the, the godson market is is very oh, strong? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but but yeah, so I think here if they had better scouting, just because this country has people from all over the world, you know, there's, there's, I do think they would find, they would have a more talented team if they were just up, up with the, um, with the scouting, man. I just there, think ain't, the, there ain't no money in scouting soccer in this country. There just isn't. I mean, someone, someone is going to have to make a commitment. No, I know, but, but their product, if they want their product to improve, if they want, the national team to be more popular, then then they're gonna have to put money for that, right? You know, and 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 again, that's you know that, that to me is the crux of of, of which direction the U.S. Uh, soccer federation wants to go. Are they are they in it for the money or are they in it for the sport? Well, it's it's a business first, John. So, but but you know the saying to to make money, you have to spend right. some money. So. There ain't no sport. Yeah, but I mean, but 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 do they are, are do, do they understand that they'll they'll do better? If they invest in the sport, we'll, we'll, no, they don't. We'll, 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 you know, if they make the investment, it'll pay off down the road. That takes effort, John, and 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 it takes time, and it takes talent, which they don't. The U.S. doesn't have. Well, that, but that, that I mean, but even even if even with scouting alone, you would inevitably earn some more talent. players. Uh, yeah. I mean, inevitably, that, 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 it's just a, a numbers game. You you just start finding more players, and that's. But I don't know, man. They, to me, they seem to be more comfortable making money. Well, I mean, are they even making money? I know, I know the MLS has been a lot of the clubs just lose money. So I mean, I don't. Yeah, but USSF. The USSF but they have a line of investors that are waiting to pour money in. I don't know. I, I think they have like a certain. Way that they've developed MLS, certain way, a certain culture that that that, that the U.S. national team has that I think they like because they don't have like the ratings, they don't have the TV contracts. So I don't really see how they're making money, you know. 
and and even the national team. Well, MLS makes money on franchise fee. Franchise fees. They're like how MLS they're like Herbalife. I mean, it is one of their spawn. No, they're not a Herbalife. But I mean, the, right now, that's how they're making money. <laughs> franchise fees. They'll break even with the, with a better TV contract or you know whatever's down the road. But right now, uh, uh, hey, hey, uh, before it gets too late and before Regal has to leave, let me. I got some points on La trophies. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, well, we have, yeah. Let's we have, bring, bring, yeah, we have to get back into bring some, bring into some mandatory, bring, <laughs> mandatory points. Before, uh, before, before you make your trophies points, I do want to ask. I do want to ask uh, Rigo one. Rigo, I have a new name for for. Uh, for that. If you don't want to be called La Trophies, how about El Jalalolo? I have. It sounds what do you say? It sounds Lolo. terrible. <laughs> That's what I think we just, just stay with our trophies. <laughs> Alright, please. If, if, we skip, if, if we keep scoring some more goals, I'll call him Don Lalo. Hey, I'm going to uh, shout Lalo. out to Alvaro, Alvaro Vaquero, who's on the, the chat. I think he's one of uh, he's a trophies fan. But, um, <clears throat> so Giovanni jo, uh, and Vela. I think you guys talked about the uh, the game in in LA, you know the great game where he scored that goal. I think just going off of history and off of the potential, even a old, out of out of shape, Giovanni and Villa, is what is what uh, Osorio is looking at, and he thinks that that is more valuable. The potential that could be there is more valuable than what Chofis has shown. Also, uh, Rigo and I were, were talking about Chofis. You know, I mean, he's only played three games. Uh, so far, last year, last season, he was injured. So, so that's not too impressive, um, uh, you know, as a negative for him. Uh, and then, you know, this is sort of not too big of an issue, but the off off the field type of issues that I think Joel has talked about with uh, with La Trophies could be uh, another thing that comes into play. And I think it it, it also like with Alanis uh, being left footed. That could be another thing. Like JCO is really picky on what type of players. If they're left-footed, if they do, if they have some certain trait, maybe Chofis uh, doesn't have a certain trait that he's looking for that these other guys do. So there's all kinds of things that I think, um, and I don't totally agree with Giovanni being called and, and all this stuff. And you know, especially like Gallardo and some. And, and I think Rigo has some good points, but I see some other points uh, uh, that go against him not being called, which sort of. I mean, I I understand why 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 he called Vela and and Jonathan and Gio. Like these are guys that have been with the national team for a long time. They have hierarchia, uh, you know. They have history. Um, me personally, I've I've been I've been f Vela guy since he said no in 2013 to go into the national team. Like I, I'm. Why is that? It, that's I, feelings. Me, that's not play. That's feelings. No, no, I don't. No, it it is. It, it, it's feelings. But I, to me, I, you, I don't think any player is above a national team call up. Uh, whether his issues were or not, like he could have expressed what his issues were with, with, with he, he's choosing not to express what they were. He's just choosing to say, I, I don't want to go. So then, if you don't want to go, then you don't have, you know, then you can't come back later and say, you know what? Now it's my time. You're not. There's only three players in, in Mexico's history who I think can say that. And that's Rafa Marquez, Cuauhtémoc Blanco, and, and Hugo Sanchez. Um, and he's not on their level at all, at club at club level or on national team level. Um, so for me, like I, I just I, I, w- I wouldn't call him up regardless of how he's doing. 
but why why do you but, think but, that but, go, but, but going but going back to him he hasn't he scored he scored two goals in 12 13 games that he's played he's not that great on the on the right wing that's bella uh obviously Gio has been over in the MLS and he's been you know average for a while um but I mean in, to, to Gio's credit when he plays the national team you know he's always He's always given his his all, um, but there's a lot of other guys who are who are, you know, just as average or, or aren't even or aren't even going through through you know good moments in their current career, where they would be put above above trophies. Uh, Jurgen Dam, for example. Well, I don't that's think what even... I didn't understand honestly. I mean, I thought that if uh, I mean if, if trophies was going to replace anybody, it would be so. Uh, or even Orbelin Pineda, I'm not saying they're in the same position, but Orbelin Pineda has not been playing well. And it's he's in, he's goes back to last season and he wasn't injured. And even this season, he hasn't been playing great. And, you know, and I'm, I'm a Chivas fan and I, you know, I watch him week in, week out. Um, there was just, there, there's just, I mean, uh, who else? Javier Aquino. Yes, I mean probably the only advantage he has over trophies is that he's faster. Than oh, hang on a second, that's the only advantage. I mean, Javier Aquino yeah, they has history, though. They have history of scoring goals. If, and if anybody had a rescatable Confederations Cup, you could oh, oh, it, Javier it, was, it was Javier Aquino. It was Javier Aquino. Yes, not he to mention well work rate, though, man. Like that dude works. I mean, I'm not a fan, but he, has, but he works harder than anybody. He has work rate. Um, but I'm saying is, if, you, if you're going <laughs> on intangibles, it's not like he's out there scoring goals. If you if you if you're going on intangibles, the one thing that he does have over trophies is is his his speed and, and his work rate. <laughs> well, excuse me. The but thing it, is, but when for you're, trophies, when you're, when you're playing, does not does not fit with what Osorio wants to do, and that and that, that is unfortunate reality. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. You don't think he could fit a similar role on the wing, just like like Tecatito does? I mean, no. To me, you know where La Chofis needs to play, and I think he would do really well. And, and sadly, I think that this, in my my personal opinion, with with players that Mexico has right now, instead of this, this ridiculous four three three, which kind of uh, just because I just think it just make it, it forces your team to go wide, and Mexico doesn't need Mexico's much better attacking up the middle. If they did a four three one two where they had the, you know the, the, like a, a, a true DS that can yes yes he doesn't he I mean Chiba sometimes puts him there and he, he doesn't seem as comfortable there as he does on the wing um to be honest even the other day when when he was on the wing and he gave that pass to uh, uh, Ronaldo that Polito scored. He, he, like he just, he just, he just looks more comfortable on the wing than he does when when Almeida puts him in the middle of the field. Um, and I don't know if it's because you know so he has. Good in the I just, I like his one v one skills, and that's why I say tech, like I compare him to Tecatito because there's not a whole lot of players that that have that one v one skill. That'd be the but one yeah. reason why I, why I would want to call him and give him a take a look because it's him. Chucky to an extent, but really that's it. It's really Tecatito. That's he's really the only one um, capable of playing yeah, and of being somebody and like he, that. You don't know where his head is at this point. Yeah, that's a good point too. I mean, there's he's gone through a, a lot of personal issues, and you know, I mean, he he is starting to play now. So so hopefully, 
you know, he, he he's not bringing in too much emotional baggage. Um, but but someone like Chofis, I mean, I can't. I I'm, I'm not a Chivista, so I'm not upset that he's not called up. I don't think he's done a whole lot that 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 warrants outrage. I mean, some disappointment, sure, you know. But I mean, obviously, I, I think he he has it in his mind. I, I personally think he's using these qualif- all these games as how to dwindle the, those fringe players. You know, I think there's a couple of couple of uh, a couple of uh, spots that are left, and I think I think he's trying different players out to see. That's why I, I, it's not a big deal that we're not seeing Oribe because he's going. Um, Corona. Well, are you are you know, sure about these that? other guys? Are you sure about Oribe going? I think if it's up to him, he'll go. Unless he retires, where he just doesn't want to play anymore, I think if it's up to if it's up, if he's in, I think they'll call him. What do you guys think about Henry Martin? Well, same Joel thing as did, trophies. Uh, actually, it's 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 a it's it's kind of quick. The, the but... big difference, though, is that he had been called up before, and I don't think I don't think anybody yeah. on this list other than uh, that the Gonzalez kid uh, was was a new call up. That and he's a striker too. He, I mean, that's another important thing because, and, you know, as we know, strikers grow on trees in Mexico. They're everywhere. Yeah, and the ones that we have are just banging them in. I know. I like it. I like. I like that he called them up. I think that's good. I mean, I, you know, yield, yield competition. We, this is the position that we need. With, with all that I, he, uh, he's, he's played well in the three games. With all, with all that I said, though, um, on the trophies, I think he. I think it is a disappointment that he is not considered by Osorio to be a fringe player to at least give him a chance to 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 be you know one time on the national team to do something to see what he can show and if he does well the thing that really made me wonder about Osorio and in trophies was when he didn't call him up for a gold cup because I mean I'm, let's be honest the gold cup was made for not trophies yep. no I thought he did I thought he did call him up and then, and then he got injured he was injured and he, and, he, and he couldn't go but you think he called him up originally like in the you know, he had like a list of 40 ah I think he was on that. He was on that original list, and then him being injured. When did he get injured? He got injured before the final. He he didn't play the final game of the of of the championship. Um, he got injured like the semifinal. Um, and I think he had called him up, but he wasn't ready to play. Um, go, uh, well, I, I thought that he hadn't called him up at all. Um, because, I think depending on how he played him, I to uh, the game in Houston, one of the I'm sorry, one of the one of the prep and then he was I mean he was, but I didn't realize, I didn't realize he was injured. I thought that he, uh, I decided that, that it was just Osorio not like finding a spot for him. But but you said that that, that there is a spot for not trophies because he's on the wing now and he's kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, I mean I think I think on the wing there there isn't there like like Dan said there isn't many guys who can t- who can take one or two players by himself one on one. There, you know, there's Tecatito, Chucky sometimes. Uh, Gio used to be able to do it. He doesn't really, like, show that ability anymore. I think Pizarro can if you put him on the wing. And, and I think like trophies. Um, but, you know, it's disappointing that he's not going. He's only 23 years old. I think it would have been good for him to get a call. Because by the time, you know, I mean, obviously by the time the next cycle comes around, to be a little bit older, you know, it's still not too too late though. I mean, if any of these guys decide to go on a tear, they can. 
I mean, th- that, but that's what's required. They're going to have yeah, to have, yeah, like, you, like, you need to go balls to the wall, uh, score a lot of And then, of like, I mean, there's not going to be any kind of controversy. They'll be like, of course you have to call him. Look what he's doing. Like, I, I mean, I, I like a season, like, I remember Chicharito, where, you know, he, he sat half the season and he still finished, like, tied for, for, for like, champions of, like, of the goal score. Uh, right before the World Cup. And then he got signed by Manchester United. So, yeah, I mean, it was... Uh... Streak uh, opened up a lot of doors for. for I mean, Oribe, Oribe Peralta did the same thing. Like it took it took a while for people to to, to accept how 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 like the amount of goals that he was scoring is like you couldn't ignore it. And that he forced himself, and now and in twenty twelve, sorry to interrupt. Then in twenty twelve, where where in all competitions that he played, scored like forty something goals. Over 2013, I think it may have been 2012. Yeah, so he, uh, he, you're right. He uh, and and he got you know important goals, huge goals for first for 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 club and country. But that guy's not, you know, that guy that that guy is uh, six years older now. So do you still think? No, that yeah, the, yeah. I think he still has that, something to give. I mean, like I said, if somebody else wants to make it obvious to sit his ass down, then I'm hopeful. But if well, here's, here's the thing, to show up, I'm, absolutely, I'm very comfortable with him getting minutes in, in Russia. Why do people automatically believe that, like this, the you know they're after another striker or the new friend, the new French guy that they brought in? How many guys going to replace? I think it's going to there replace one even. What was that? The, the America is looking for a, you know they're still looking for a striker. They're not looking. They're looking for striker not to replace Henry Martin in the lineup, but to replace Oribe in the lineup. Mm. Yeah, it's been a big career for Oribe, so I think he's winding down. Take umbrage. Yeah. Take umbrage to your little play on words, by the way. Oh, sorry. I, it's bad enough. We call it. No, I'm Pocho. I'm Pocho. I accidentally rolled my R. <laughs> what you call him horrible? That's that's what one of his names. That's one of his nicknames. Yeah, I know. I take umbrage. Hermoso. You know that that uh, leads me to uh, a new segment that I want to try on the show because you know it is a World Cup year, and uh, you know there's always. I think it was Medio Tempo that that did this. Uh, at least I, that that I remember, and then in the German, I'm sure there others have done it. Who, who's on the 23 right now? Right. So we could say that Trophies is not on the 23 right now. Is, is that? Is that? Do you have your pen and paper, John? Uh, I'm not. I don't, I don't know if I want to write all these down. I think that we can just. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, but he's definitely the 23. He's 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 uh But there is room for a striker, and I think that if uh, you know, like like y'all said, uh, you know, if anybody. Especially in striker, well, I think that they they have they have an opportunity to uh, to make the team. Is that guy? Then I mean, he's got a, he's got a massive opportunity ahead. Of, uh, if he gets the minute, hopefully he starts. You know, and here or Pulido. I mean, both of them. This could be, you know, one of those two guys. I think is going to end up uh, on the squad. I think you have to imagine the guys must be licking their chops at the chance of going For to the, the World Cup. Cup. Even if it's just like a, I mean, a slim chance. 
you know, this is a huge opportunity for a lot of players. It's a big opportunity for uh, uh, Rodolfo Pizarro, for sure. Yeah, I think it's his last opportunity to, to make an impression. I think, you know, unless you know, obviously, you have an impression otherwise. Achieve us, like you said, Orbelin. You know, I think that that's why he called up Orbelin and as uh, not necessarily because they're playing right now. But I think he just wants to see, you know, do you still have the, you know, you're not playing well now, but I mean, what, you know, where are you, you know, mentally, everything else? I mean, if they're just like shot mentally, like man, I can't, I can't count on this guy. But if they see, hey, you know, this guy is, you know, he's he's going to work through it and he'll be fine, you know, come April, May, you know, he's going to be so. So the, the, there's more to it than just calling up 23 guys. I think that there's, you know, I think, I whether, think uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see Pulido depending on if he plays him and where he plays him. He's going to play him at uh, at left center back. You know that. You know, you know that's coming. No, me because Pulido actually plays better as like a nine and a half, like. Like uh, a false nine, like behind the striker. Pretty good uh, ball skills, Pulido. Yeah, he's he and he, he's very good at recovery and, and dropping back and passing. So, but if he puts they... him up as a, if he puts him up as a lone striker, like it, it happened earlier in the season with Chivas, you might you he might not be able to do anything because it's not really you know his strength. So it'll, it'll well. I mean, that's the thing though is it is that he does with the three forwards. So he's either going to be. He, you know, he's have gonna to, have to, I mean, they're going to have to combine something, you know. Yeah. You know, maybe he'll play a little behind the t- two wingers or something, but so I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see how, how that works, works out. out. And it'll be interesting to see who he pairs in the midfield. Like if you were to pair like a Pizarro and a, and a Jonathan, that'll be interesting. Uh, but there's we could go double Yona, double Yona in the middle. Oh, Jonathan Gonzalez, Jonathan dos Santos. Yeah, um, well, he's always. He, I think it was you, John that you, John, that said that uh, he's talked about pushing Jonathan Gonzalez up further from the the CDM position, right? Once they're up the pitch, so he's playing in what, like in Herrera's position? Yeah. Well, no, well no, Jonathan I mean, plays uh, there on the left. I think I think honestly I think that both uh, well uh, 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 not Dos Santos but the other Jonathan I think could play because Herrera plays the in, right in center Osorio's, mid no no he plays the center mid in Osorio's thing does he not I thought he played the right, right center no he plays no, no he plays on the right no 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 like, no, no, no Jonathan no, no, no. You, that's where Jonathan plays. Herrera plays right smack in the middle. He is the the, the central midfielder. He's not he's not suited to be the central midfielder. It's like it's like I watching. Think, I don't think that's where there. he's played him though. I think no. I thought he like, plays him at the the right center mid, and usually on the, mid, the left center. But they have, but they have, uh, like a mishmash of players. So, like, so, uh, so where does where does Jonathan play then? Uh, Dos Santos. Jonathan, those two guys. Jonathan also plays in the right center mid, and so they don't they haven't really played together. Yes, they have. They have to, what are you talking about? All they do is play together. They no. played the, play the entire Confederations Cup. No, Jonathan has been has been spotty with his play. Like he'll play one game. I mean, obviously the rotaciones, but even still, like it'll be yeah. It's kind of a Jonathan started oh, against rarely... Portugal, started against Russia, and he started against Germany. So when those two guys are on the pitch, Herrera is the center midfield. I'm telling you. 
And, and, and you guys are absolutely dead right. He's, he's not suited to be the center. You know, you know when we had Martina, Martina, you know, this, this team will be, it's why they're so exposed because he, because he, he does not have that instinct of, 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 of tracking back or, or playing, you know, way he wants to be side of the, 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 uh, the 18 and, and you're, you're, you're sitting no, there midfield. He's, he can't he's do that without season, backup. Though. He's well, that's great, but I'm saying play him on the right. I mean, he's so much better on the right. Yeah. Don't, don't give him the as much defensive responsibility. I think, I think that's what we'll see him this summer. The we only hope. way that happens is if no, is, we are, we are. Is, uh, uh, I'm, but I'm he, they get a bulldog uh, as, as the you know like a Gattuso type in in the middle. Oh, and I mean, there's I only one man, is... and there's only one man of playing like that for Mexico, and it's going to happen. <laughs> And so you need someone that to, to, to shock, to have a shockingly good season in order to get noticed. Was that the one guy that you were hey, hoping would, would be Puebla, on the list? Puebla has one. Puebla has Ojitos Mesa. One is having a major, major resurgence under Ojitos. I'm not. I'm not saying this just to blow smoke up y'all's ass because I'm a. Ch- I'm a. It I'm, sounds like it. I'm a guy, <laughs> but he has actually played really well for 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 Puebla. And they've won. They've won two games. They've, 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 they're they're that they're having a, a really solid start. Yeah, they're, they're at the top of the table. So right now. Well, they're not at the top well, yeah, of the dude, table. John, um, they're near. I think only one team. Sure we're, we're, only we're one team at the top is, right now. So let's not let's not forget that. <laughs> we'll see Edson and play in center mid. I would Who? love to see Edson Edson uh, play center mid. I think that's Edson Alvarez. Yes. Yeah. I hope not. I think that's what we're going to see playing playing but in you that, know what? In that he role. Plays, he plays right back uh, pretty well too. Although he did kind of get schooled by. Uh, well, that's what well if that's where Sunset will be playing. Man, I I, I hope that Edson because Edson has he has a talent. I can see Edson then, at then You'll see you'll see Guardado and Achiacha next to them. That that that's that's uh, that'll be our our. Our, our our mid and, and basically you know you know everybody else. I'm telling you, if you, can, if you can move Achacha to the right, he'll be a thousand times better than 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 than. And the type of season he's having, I'm, I'm hopeful, man. If he, should, if he, because right, I, I I still think, man, equal. If this dude is on his game, he's better than everybody. Who Achacha? Yeah. Yeah. He's, no. He's, Come on. No. His vision. Um, Are you saying he's better than than, than, than anybody? Any Mexican or anybody kicks. on the planet? No. His work rate, his defense, also like his. I, I, no. When he's on, I would take, damn, I, I would take Jonathan. I would take Jonathan over Hector Herrera. I mean, I don't know about Jonathan right now. He's playing in, in MLS, but I would take Jonathan over Hector Herrera. All right. So, do they both make the World Cup team? Midfielders, Jonathan and Achach. Yes. And yeah. Going. All right. All right. All right. So, Guardado, Guardado's obviously going to go. Yes. Right. I don't think there's, there's, any, there's any doubt. I think Jonathan so, Gonzalez goes too. You think Jonathan Gonzalez goes? Uh, who's gonna Who's gonna back up Guardado on the left? El Pizarro. Or you? you or is that where Giovanni's gonna play? No. Or you, you think, you think actually, Pizarro's actually, on the twenty-three right now? Actually, we're also forgetting. We're also forgetting that he plays uh, Fabian on that in that left center mid position too. So yeah, Fabian might Martin. be. Fabian's done, man. Nah, he's back. He's Fabian's coming back. But you know what, though? He didn't play him when he had a chance. He started Gio. 
yeah. then Fabian and comes in and roll. scores the goal of the tournament. Giovanni's going. Jonathan's going. But um, their dad will get up. I'm thinking Aquino or, he or, would or Marco would be good upset. replacements for him. That's right. I, I saw so Aquino and, and Marco Fabiano are the replacements there. Or or, did, or does he play Aquino further up as a wing? I forget. Aquino's a wing. Or I think he played him at left back one time, didn't he? I think you've also seen Layun play there too. Yeah, he's also talked. He's he's talked about how Layun could play that that left center mid position as well. So let's 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 start our list here. So well, well let's start with uh, with 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 goalies. So it's going to be Memo, right? Is it, is Corona going? Is Corona going again? Probably, probably. Tala. Or 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 Cota, or or and Cota. So I think Cota's on the mm-hmm. on the team right now. I think he's the third goalkeeper. Yeah, I agree. All right. So defense. Uh, so we have uh, settle. not played at all in in in, in for, for I mean at all. Just is just is not playing. Uh, so you just I mean, wait and see. He, he's gonna he's gonna work himself to the starting eleven eventually. Moreno, right? Yeah. Who Moreno? Yeah. Moreno he needs to come back to Mexico. Salcedo's in for sure, right? Yep. Yeah, Salcedo's in for sure. Moreno's in. Araujo. Araujo's in. Layun. Uh, uh, Layun. About uh, Cesar Montes. No. Mm, maybe. Um, you I have Reyes. So. He's in. Ray, oh, yeah, yeah, you have Reyes. Cesar Montes was called up for this one, and, you know, he's... I'd say he's, he's a maybe. Three years, he's been playing three years and starting three years for one of the teams where it's, it's one of the hardest teams to, for Mexicans to start, it seems like. Monterrey. So, uh, I think that no, was that's an number, as, uh, as, as a midfielder or as a defender. Defender. Yeah, I don't know where they're going to play him because I don't think he's ever once played for center back. He's only Is played Rafa. Rafa's in. I think no, Rafa's in. Rafa had Hoy, did you see the news about Rafa? Did he have his sanctions lifted or the uh, the the? I heard he won. That he won a court ruling, but I don't know if it was. I don't know where this court ruling was from. Oh, no, yeah. I thought it was. I thought for it was his, his uh, for his uh, oh. count stuff. <laughs> I thought that that was. I heard something similar, but it, but they didn't elaborate, so I don't know exactly like what extent he's been cleared. Like cleared, uh, like to what extent? I... All right. So the Rafa, does Rafa make the team or not? Yes, I'd say he does. Uh, Rafa over Cesar Montes is basically what it's going to come down to. Right? Yeah, because I All think right. ultimately, he, if you need him for a couple minutes to hold hold a, like I, I wouldn't mind seeing Rafa being thrown into a game to hold a one 0 lead. Uh, the good thing about Esan Alvarez is that he's very flexible. He can play center back, he can play the wing back, and he can play in, in, as the uh, as the center midfielder. Yeah, Edson, I don't know what capacity he'll play, but he's definitely on the list. He's definitely part yeah. of the twenty-three. Okay, all right. So, so let's let's move up to midfielders. Then we have uh, with Terachiache and Guardado and Jonathan are all locks, right? In right. my opinion, yes. Yeah. All right. So let's so let's pick uh, let's pick three more. Then you know, as the uh, as I'm gonna the say baggage. Marquito. If, if Marco's healthy, he's gonna be in. All right. But he's, I guess maybe he's an iffy because he he. I mean, he he still needs to come back actually and play. What? A- about the new kid, uh, Gonzalez, Jonathan. I think I think Jonathan Gonzalez definitely. I want to see him play, man. 
I want to see how he does. Who knows? He's definitely. Then, I, mean, but I, think, what, I think I think they were there, there was promises made when uh, he uh, chose. Well, the promise Mexico. doesn't mean anything, man. He filed the paperwork. They, they Dude, I, do I don't think that, I don't think there were any promises made at all. I think he got promised to be on the Olympic team, John. That's in October. Qualifiers begin in October. Yeah. That's a fair promise if that's what if that's all that was promised. Well, I mean, if you're in the Olympic team, you're pretty much in the cycle to be in the next World Cup. A lot of times that's right. in the process. And he's only 18, so it's not like... Yeah, yeah I don't know if he'll make it. I want to see what he does first. Yeah, well, he will... Uh, he's, de- he's definitely one I want to watch uh, play, for sure. He will definitely probably garner the most attention uh, against uh, Baharam for the fans in the, in the game against. All right, so we've picked uh, Marquito, maybe Jonathan. Is is, that, is this where Aquino plays? He's considered, a, he's considered a winger. A I, winger. Think he, I think he's, he's on the winger. And then uh, uh, Raton said uh, Pizarro is going to be in the midfield. I don't think he's in the, the, he's in the World Cup squad. Whoa. I don't think Orbelin's in the World Cup squad. Yeah, Pizarro, yes. Orbelin, maybe not. All right, so let's let's look at the the list of some of these other on the. Uh, yeah, because then you have Chucky, Geo. They're going to be Cheech. playing further up. I thought it was very funny that the, the email I got from some uh, to tell me about about the list are uh, Jurgen Dam and Rodolfo Cota. Nice. Join Dos Santos brothers and Vela for San Antonio game. All right, so they have Jonathan, Jonathan Gonzalez, Orbelin, uh, Jorge Burrito Hernandez. Does, does he make the team? He had, a, he had so. a pretty decent performance. He's another one I'd like to see a little bit more of. And then like uh, Elias Hernandez and Victor like Guzman. Elias Hernandez too, I'd like to see Elias it. Hernandez no more. You don't want to see him more? No. I think he's good. I think he he annoys me. Uh, I think he's good. Um, uh, I think his 15 minutes were 15, 15, well, not 15 years ago. I think that his, his, his best games were back when he was Patrulla 77. I watched a good amount of the game over the weekend, and he just annoyed me with his lack of a, of, of a finishing product. Did, did, isn't he, has he scored a lot of goals so far? I don't know. But he, I just he like to you. I don't know. There was something about him that I really didn't like. <clears throat> I like him. He's good. I know. And then, of course, they have Victor Guzman, who actually is the one guy who was uh, before by by Osorio, Victor Guzman, because he was you know the leading Mexican goal scorer. That's kind of crowded and. Uh, I'm not so sure he's going to get a chance to go to the World Cup, you know, despite the fact that he does score uh, a decent amount of goals for. Yeah, could you honestly see him not calling? Well, you posed the question, so you don't think he's going to take Oribe? I just, I just, uh, the reason I say that is because I think that Oribe is, uh, and, I, and I didn't really think this until like a few days ago, that, that I think that Oribe's best days. He just hasn't been the same guy, and I think that that, that America is looking for a striker because I think they're looking for, you know, to to. to I get some, it. I get it. Yeah. 
So I get, this is payback for all the Tukas Mac talk. And it's it. also it's not it's Mac also, talk. Hey, I love. I've been a huge, huge Oni <clears throat> fan for. And when he was with Chapas, I was like, man, because I remember his. I thought his name was so weird. I was like, man, I got to follow this because he was like leading the league in, in goal scoring. I think we were talking about it on a big soccer. We're like, you know, this, oh, this guy, you know, it's it's just a flash in the pan; it'll never pan out. But he just he just kept, you know, he just kept at it. It just it was it was great. I I just I, I just believe that I think that the, that that he just hasn't as good as he has, you know. But I mean, and, and well, again, for sure, it, it, I'm not trying to suggest that he's he is what he was. No, yeah. I mean, but I don't know if, if any of them do better. He goes on a scoring streak, and he just gets gets white hot. Then yeah, of course he's going to go. So, you know, two goals in 17 games. Then I just I, I it's also I, pretty I, that, congested that, up there. There, the, 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 this is the part that's gonna I think that's gonna have because uh, you know there, there's Vela, there's Gio, Jimenez, right, yeah. and then there's Aquino, there's Lozano, and Tecatito. So, and Tecatito. so that's that's seven. That's seven. Finds calling Dragon Dam. What if, what if Henry Martin goes, you know, starts starts playing well? That's nine. That's nine. Yeah. And what, yeah, what and are that, we up to that's now? That's for six, six. Well, we can play. We can play like a two. What was it like a two three? Uh, two three five. Two three five. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Yeah. So so that that is the area that's. And then if, if Henry Martin picked it on our on our first show of twenty eighteen, it's gonna it's gonna tear it up. And, and make the World Cup team, then who does he bump? Does he bump Oribe? Does he bump Raul? Does he bump Chicharito? Does he bump Aquino? Well, Oribe is definitely the first Chicharito one on the list to get bumped. Chicharito is not, is not getting bumped? No. No, for I sure. Think if, if anybody gets bumped, I think if anybody gets bumped, it's it's like a Jurgen Dam or an Aquino. I think the ones that you're going to see with um, doing other promos for the Sponsors, those guys are in. Once you start seeing all the ad boards or all the commercials, the players you see, yeah, the main ones. True. I remember I he's, he's, uh, he's, he's already in Castro made a commercial in 2010, and he he was on the team. So that was the reason why Yona couldn't do it because Israel Castro was an ATT commercial. commercial. You know, also depends the player, you know. They, these guys are pretty big names. They're not like the they're, they're not like the, the average the regular player that, that ended up doing a promo. Chicharo is, is one of the more uh, you know, how how would you say it, John Rentables? Bankable. Yes, there you go. That, that word it's it's all, man. Right. We have six spots, seven at the most. How many and do we have? We, have uh, we, we just named ten guys. Guys. So we, we think Chicharo, Chicharo's in. Is, is, is are Vela and Gio in? Yep. Yeah. And and then and then okay, and uh, and Chucky are in, right? So that's five. So who's so it's gonna be. So is, is it Jimenez, Jimenez is or 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 Pera? You think Jimenez is in? Yeah, I think he's in. Jimenez has scored two goals the entire season. 
Anybody that's like in Europe played here. maybe a hundred minutes. Anybody that's in a Europe, stud, man. Up. I don't care how many goals he scored. He needs to go. He is a stud. So you're saying Paleta Skeda is in Rigo? I mean, he he talked the other day that he was looking at Govea. Um, but that he wanted to call him up for this game, but the team didn't let him come. Because it well, wasn't official FIFA. Exactly. So he might be on the next call-up when it is official FIFA. Well, you know, and that's fine. I mean, call up 28 guys. I mean, why do you have to just call up 23? Call up like 30 guys. You know, why not? He's going to do rotaciones anyway. You know, play play right, two Govea's different teams. Not. See what you got. Govea's not going anywhere. You don't think so? He's the, he's, um, the, he's not even on the radar. All right, so so that's so that's where we stand right now. We'll we'll, we'll talk about this again uh, uh, the next, especially after the game next week. To see who uh, the magical to our magical list of uh, yeah. We do have to get into before we leave tonight because I know that we do have a, a couple of uh, of Chivas fans. Our podcast here, the Gandinamikis podcast, we have. Alan's the big Chivas fan. And then we have Joel, Joel Aceves, who's a big. I don't, yes. don't want to say who's bigger. I don't want to say who's bigger. <laughs> but I know that we do have two big Chivas. Chivas did very well. Felicitar a Chivas porque ganaron bien. La neta, hay que dejarnos de tonterías. I mean, she couldn't have said it any better. Uh, who, uh, 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 they got a big win, and uh, and I asked I asked Joel earlier if 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 if, if there was a just a flicker of light at the end of the tunnel, or his eyes. And Joel said his eyes are playing with him. So I asked you, Rigo, is, is there has, has there been a flicker of light? Did they play again? Or, uh, are you are your <laughs> eyes? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it was a good slump buster. Yes. There you go. I think it was, yeah. it was a good game. It was a good it was a good game to get over the slump. To bring some confidence yeah. to the team, so you need to see to see some more. Yeah, obviously this week is a really big. This week is a big game. Uh, we're playing against Monterrey. You know um, who's a Monterrey killer? Oh, wait, who's a Monterrey killer? Trophies. La trophies. That's right. I mean, and Almeida. I think, I think Almeida versus uh, Turco has had a, has a winning record so far. I think Turco has only beat him once, which was last season. Yeah. No. Um, and I think in the, of the last five games, Chivas has won three and they've tied one. So, um, I, th- I mean, I think, I mean, they played well. We are, we're still lacking on defense with our center back. So I think Alanis plays this week. Uh, on, on a, you know, I should, I have to ask you this question. I think this would be a good way. Tale of, of, of Guadalajara, Elvis Guadalajara or, 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 Vicente Guadalajara, how would you rate Chivas' performance? Wait, what, what, were the, what were the what were the choices? Uh, Nat King Cole, Nat, Nat King Cole, Elvis, or Vicente? How would I rate the performance? I don't know. Chivas has heard has heard the versions, John. I, have, oh, I haven't I'm heard. Sure he has. I haven't heard. I haven't, I haven't heard those versions. Yeah, but, uh, I'm going to assume. So, so that's Nat King Cole. <laughs> There's, there's, and of course, you know the one that I that I play. You play a lot. So, are we saying that Elvis is like mid? 
No, well, you can say it however you want. You can say it however you want. I mean, I mean, I'll be all, I mean honestly, all three of those guys are badass mofos. They are. But, I mean, for this particular version of the song, we were exactly. to go in some, some versions the are, not as, are not as passionate as But we give both Nat King Cole and Elvis major props for singing the song. And I mean, I would, I would, I, I would go somewhere, in, you know, somewhere in the middle range is where I would go. So maybe, maybe Elvis, the cheesy. Somos leyenda del fútbol mexicano. I think, uh, yeah, so... I think Nat King Cole would be in the middle because um, Elvis just kind of improvised a few words. Was <laughs> so gibberish halfway through the song? For huh? <laughs> at the Mira. Ador Hotel in, uh, in, in Acapulco in La, in La Quebrada, uh, Elvis. If you read that story, I think he just, he practiced it like a, a few minutes or a few hours before the, the shoot. <laughs> now, you should play the other part, John, when, when it's like... The other part? Says the... <laughs> So, so, and, and, and here's Nat. Here's Nat. <laughs> but then we have it. We have. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say Nat. Nat King is probably in the middle. Yeah. All right. So, so, so Elvis. And then, of course, Elvis you know, got relegated. when when uh, <laughs> when Chivas uh, when Chivas loses, it'll be just just a torture hole. That's just for reference to Rigo. That's that's Parchis. That was like my boyhood when I was a kid. They used to sing kid songs. Did, the, did it hurt? Did they sing an Aguila song? I did not know that till recently. John just kind of ruined that <laughs> memory. But he also didn't know that they were Spaniards. No, I just thought they were white Mexicans. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they did a whole bit, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was all it was it was uh, it was awful. Oh, so 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 Chivas says you guys are still you're not even on the fence. It's like all right, so you did you did what we we you did that now. Show me something else. Yeah, I think I think this week is is a big test. All right, and it's and it's in Guadalajara, which means that there'll be it's like in... ten thousand people there. Yes, <laughs> solid, a solid ten thousand. Well, the one my one. I think my one critique on Almeida has been he hasn't been able to make the the what is the Akron Stadium now? He hasn't been able to make the home field like the stadium the fort, you know? Yeah, but I don't think it's his fault as much as I mean I mean there's just there's no atmosphere there. It's just Yeah, you, I think you, it's you, the placement of the stadium. There. I mean I mean I think you it's, it's the final, right? So you saw the final just what it could be like. And you've yeah. been the games were like, like oh I, went to the, I, mean, I went to the Clásico, and then I went to the final, and even the Clásico wasn't like the final. Uh, right. Obviously, it's 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 there's two different two different uh, you know situations, but it's the Clásico should like be as like, big. You're gonna see him play like uh, Puebla, you know? Oh yeah, like you go to some you can, some random team. Yeah, and it's 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 pretty much empty. Like I I'm I'm always looking at tickets just to see how much they are, and they're like. Forty dollars, fifty dollars for like the best. Yeah, seats. so you you would do a weekend jaunt. Yeah, I would do it. I I really do think we need to do uh, this uh, at some point. 
before our our podcast uh, meets its uh, ultimate uh, demise is 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 to do a tour state like, like that'd be so much fun. I'm uh, I'm thinking of going to a Clásico this year. Um, you guys want to so, go to Torreon? I would love to. I I, I want to go to all the stadiums in Mexico. Uh, that'd be so much, that's much fun to go to all. Yeah, just go like, to Toluca. Like go to go to a Cholos game. Maybe we could maybe to, we could make a a thing to like go to a game a, a year at least or something. Make it one game a year. Like I wouldn't even care about going to like a Chivas whoever they're playing. Like I would want to go to like to go watch another team play another team and. You know like, what I find, I find fascinating? Your yeah. team play like in a, in a in another in another team stadium. And yeah, just check out the stadiums. Like I'm I'm really dying to go to Monterrey. Check out that stadium. Um, like I said, I, I want to go to see uh, Cholos play because the atmosphere there on a Friday night looks amazing. Uh, Torreon on, on a Sunday afternoon is probably high as hell, but but probably great atmosphere. Seu, uh, man, I, I think that'd be one to say. I, you know, Seu on. Oh, I, I meant to say this earlier. Seu on Sunday, packed, looked amazing. And like like the way it did changed. it look great. It looked great. Like that's the way I remember as a kid, like, like watching the games on TV on on Sundays during the day, and the stadium was packed. Um, so that it, that looked particular, great. On, a it's particular amazing. Sunday in two thousand four when the stadium was packed when it looked. I don't want. I don't want to talk about that, John. I don't want to talk about it. That, was John. it was outstanding. <laughs> and John, how how excited are you, John, to have Kubo on your team? Yes, uh, you know. Is uh, a good insurance policy. Pumas is going to live and die with with you know if if uh, Nico Castillo can remain healthy, and I think yeah, Pumas has a really good ch- chance to to make the liguilla and and right a whole lot of wrongs with with how their seasons have gone over the past two years. Mm-hmm. Then it's like. Then, then it's you know white knuckle time, and you know you know you then you start praying Kubo get hot so that Osorio takes you to the World Cup. <laughs> no, I do think this is like one of his last chances to make it, or at least to make it. I big saw him in, play at uh, you... Dynamo, and he had a really good start with Houston Dynamo, but but you know, and he was one of the leading goal scorers, but misleading because a lot of his goals were well, not a lot of, but you know, a, a, a sizable amount of his goals were penalty kicks. And he had like four penalty kicks. So, uh, and he and he did end up breaking the single season record for Dynamo, and he broke it pretty early in the season, uh, like in in August, I think it was, or July or August is when he broke it. But he he faded, uh, he faded. But I think he faded more because it, it gets really hot in Houston summer, and like miserably hot, humid, awful. And I think that it had 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 a major effect on Cuba because it's not you're playing in it once every two weeks, but you're practicing it every day. I mean, he he does have talent. He's been called up to the yeah. national team. It's it's there, you know. He just needs to regain his form. And I I think if going to team yeah. with Puma, I thought and, Cuba played well in the Gold Cup. Honestly, uh, I know he didn't. He had a couple chances to score some um, important goals, but I thought that he looked okay. He wasn't terrible. He, he, now could have a good squad around him, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I've, I've always thought that he has, he has potential, and uh, you know, he's, he's 25 now, and 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 and, and 
you know, you know, you know, maybe he becomes the late bloomer, you know, that like the. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe he might be the next Peralta. Too. Yeah. Do you know who else is I was, getting I a lot of chance? I thought it was going to be Paletta. Paletta's getting. You know, I thought it was going to be Paletta's getting. I said that three years ago when we first started. That was one of our first questions. Now, Rigo, in 2015, who would you have picked as a as 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 a four as a possible you know Peralta type forward that could that could you know win away into a World Cup roster? Miguel Sava. I see that would have, that would have been a good one too. Yeah, because then he had his chance to make the South Africa, but. Uh... I'm gonna I'm gonna so drop I, out guys. So I never made it to a to, to a World Cup? Maybe. I don't think he did. Rigo, thank you very much for joining us, man. And Have a good uh, glad you got your hey. trophies glad you got your trophy stuff off your chest. Yeah. As, and a shout out to as my two as a North chase guy for on the chat. I understand. Yeah, I'll talk to you guys hey, thanks, Rigo. We appreciate it. Was, uh, Rigoberto Ayala that just uh, left our chat uh, here. He got his uh, got his uh, his angst off off his chest. He stayed and, on for uh, two hours just for that. He did. He did. Uh, I'm glad. I know that it's kind of hard for him to do that on the West Coast. We do appreciate him. Uh, you know, uh, the Joel. I have to admit, with uh, with with uh, with with Google coming on for Pumas. Uh, it's hard not to be, as a Pumas fan, bullish about uh, about. Be bullish means, you know, get like twenty, twenty-five points. If you make the league, yeah, great. But to me, the points are the most important thing right now. And uh, hopefully, uh, that can happen. And I'm not gonna lie, uh, I, I like uh, I like Patino. I think that I think that this is his chance. That this is his way to, you know, to, you know, to get back some uh, you know glory that that, that he. Uh, that he missed out on when he got injured. So. And right on time because we're about to lose two other Mexican coaches. That's Nacho, right. Nacho, another bad result. Nacho could be out. And the same for Puente Jr., who hasn't been as good. They have as zero points. They have zero points. They they could be the lifeline that Veracruz needs to avoid relegation. And then the coach getting up, probably his last lifeline is Romano at Atlas. You know, I checked, Joel, uh, with uh, Ruben Omar Romano. This is the 10th Mexican team he will have coached for. Almost all of them now. Yes, so he, I think, he has, with with, with 10 stops in Liga Mekis, that entitles you to one one free cheesesteak. So he he gets his cheesesteak. He knows Mexico better than a lot of us, man. That's right. It's been all over. Um, Yeah. How awesome is that, though, man? Imagine. And the first coach, coach, the first coach to get the axe was uh, was was a Mexican. It was it was Profe Cruz. That's right. That's right. It's less. And uh, I'm thinking. I said it earlier. Um, Cristante might be next, also with Toluca, if they don't pick it up. Yep. Which I'm, I might see the return of my boy Chepo. I know, you know, Chep Guardiola doesn't have many fans, but I, I still uh, believe I gotta bounce, also, guys. You're gonna take off, Dan. Well, thanks yeah, very man. much, Dan, for, for joining us. We yeah, appreciate thanks. it. Absolutely, man. Have a good one, guys. All right. Hasta la próxima. Later. Thanks, Dan. So you think uh, you think Chapo is, is Toluca bound, Joel? 
Yeah, he's he's on the rotation, man. He's bound to to land the team sooner. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, you, you know, you don't you don't get another punch when you go when you go to a team twice. You do understand that, right? You know. Don't yeah, but he, he didn't leave. He wasn't sacked. He he left because of the national team. Now, do you get two punches on your sandwich card for the national team, or? I, I don't know. I don't know, but um. Let's see, man, there was some noise because some people were upset that uh, Romano got the job over La Volpe. Volpe was on the running? That, I mean, back at Atlas, and, and he's and he's a TV Azteca guy. He seemed like it was a match made well, I mean, in heaven. Yeah, some fans are still, you know, they, they still rate him highly. Especially, I mean, and if you well, compare would... him to Romano, you know, that, that more people are obviously going to cho- choose La Volpe. Right. Well, it's probably uh, now that everyone else has left, it's probably a good time for us to, to wrap it up. But we did have a you know, a great podcast that we had. Uh, Stan from Pancho Villa's Army joined us in the, in the first half hour, and uh, then Daniel Forresty joined us in the uh, top of the second hour here on the podcast. Uh, Talking about the the father friendly in San Antonio next week, and Pantomima's Army's prep for that, and as well, and, and then Daniel talked to us about USSF. So we really and for for joining us on our show, we really appreciate uh, their uh, their thoughts and insights. And uh, soon, able to stick around long enough to uh, uh, listen to this our podcast here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. We do appreciate that for all the folks that uh, that are on the, on our show. Want to say we really do appreciate y'all's uh, uh, and, uh, likes on the Facebook and uh, and part and, uh, and on our chat here. So thank you guys for that as well. And uh, thank you, Joel, for joining us. Joel. Oh, it, it sounded like it cut off, but could. Thank you very much for joining us. Yes, John. Always a pleasure to be on the show. And uh, next week uh, we'll uh, we'll have another another big show. We'll uh, we'll have uh, the uh, the friendly that we'll do next uh, week between Mexico and Bosnia Herzegovina, and of course talking Liga and Mekis. And remind our five listeners, um, we're thinking of Sunday, Sunday and Thursday. That's right. We are uh, we are uh, knocking around to doing a little test market of doing of doing Sunday night shows. I, th- I think I think we'll do very well, Hoyt. I think the Sunday night show would be uh, yes. If not a Sunday night show, then a Monday morning drive to work, listen on your phone. So uh, give give you something else to. But we do appreciate y'all listening here tonight on the. Uh, Live on YouTube, and of course, you can download this in our previous editions of the Cantina Mekis podcast at the Podcast Center on iTunes as well as in Google Play. My name is John Jagoop. We appreciate y'all, and we'll talk to you guys again next week.